This episode of Android's Amazing Podcast is brought to you by Cthulhu is Hard to Spell. If you love Lovecraft, this is a love letter to Lovecraft fans of all kinds. From those that obsess about Cthulhu, to ones that never want to leave Arkham, to the ones that keep a copy of the Necronomicon under their pillow, and everyone in between. Whether you are a casual fan or a rabid one, this book has got you covered. Go check out their Kickstarter page in the description and throw them a dollar or two to help fund Volume 2 of Cthulhu is Hard to Spell, The Terrible Twos. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Android's Amazing Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Hunter Van Leerup, and I'm joined by James Santana. I lost, yep. I lost my energy. Yeah, I'm a fucking dumb. <laughs> we are brought to you by Android's Amazing Comics down in Seville, New York. Now, let's start with some news. James, we got a new Spider-Man book coming out by Joe Kelly and Chris Bocciolo. Yeah, we do. Are you excited? I am. <laughs> I love Spider-Man. It is called Nonstop Spider-Man. It is described as relentless action and epic storytelling. It's basically replacing Friendly, uh, friendly Neighborhood or Peter Parker Spectacular or any other side Spider-Man so, book that usually takes its place. Because we in have, my opinion, I feel like Nick Spencer's book is a very slow burn book God, and yes, it's it heavy-handed. Yes, it the is. stories are good. Like yeah. Hunter was fantastic. Six Pass is great. But I want fast-paced Spider-Man. So, we haven't had um, that in a couple years. So I think, I'm super glad. Well, I think, and we've, we've talked about this outside the yeah. show and we've, we've talked about it here. Um, the thing with Spider-Man is it does need two stories. And yes, this is going against a lot of the big green where... I mean, we do have Bugles out right now. Right. Well, well, we have well no. Things. What I mean is not Spider-Man in the sense of supporting cast. Like, Bugles is really supporting cast. I know. And, and Spider-Verse is, is, is just another book. Right now, but I'm just you know. Example. But uh, what I mean is, is normally there's two Spider-Man books. There's Spider-Man, whatever your 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 ASM, yeah, your your ASM, your main flagship Spider-Man title, which is your Peter telling this is your ridiculous big story Spider-Man. Yeah. Then normally you have things are like Spectacular or Friendly Neighborhood or Web of or you know that's really the Marvel Team Up. That Uh, was technically uh, for a while. uh, Yeah. It was just for it was just kind of yeah. Yeah, Um, But yeah, those are normally your grounded stories that you tell that focus on a supporting cast, but it's all normally sticks with him, Peter doing stuff in Manhattan. Yeah, and now this is called Nonstop Spider-Man. Right, so this looks like it's going to be... Again, we don't really know that many details. We only got just the cover and the name. And the blurb that we got. And then whatever he said, yeah. But with no details saying, oh, hey, we're going to to look more into Spider-Man's background, we're going to do this, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, so I'm seeing that it's... Because honestly, your the, the what you said, your review of Nick Spencer's run is the common consensus. Yeah, I it's love a, it. But it's it's a good, very slow. Because look, I feel like nothing happens. Think about it this way: the book <laughs> is monthly. The book is monthly. Yeah, we're on issue what forty. Forty just came out. 40, today. forty came out this week. Oh, uh, this week, yes. Um, when's tomorrow? Tomorrow. Um, <laughs> tomorrow today. Whatever. whatever. Whenever you're listening <laughs> to this, it's this week. Um, so forty comes that came out. The thing is. It's been we've it got introduced in Kindred in issue one, and we yeah. have yet to find out who he is. Yeah, they teased him, and then we finally learned his name in issue twenty-five. Right? How fucking crazy is that? So, <laughs> I again, it's not a knock. I'm not knocking the slow, slow no, burn. It's really good. My problem with the slow burn is that you're letting it drag on. Where people are stop are now so far are it's, caring. It's the slowest Spider-Man book that's ever come out. Right. In a while. Now. In yeah. a while. Because like even worldwide Spider-Man, Spider-Man worldwide, even though nobody really liked it too much, yeah. it was still fast-paced. I felt like I was, every issue I was like, okay, cool, we're continuing on with right. the story. And then we kept tying into events and stuff. Right, but it's still, just, the story was still going. so slow. Because the, the, the only com- event it tied into was uh, Absolute Carnage. Absolute. And worldwide it, would tie into like everything. Right, so the big problem with, with this with Nick Spencer's run on Spider-Man is that 
you have the first story arc. He's doing a lot of mini story arcs. Yeah. Besides the hunted, yeah, which was his the bigger yeah. one, you know. Working but since passed, but you're not. Yeah, which now yeah, since he passed. did. Um, but you're not. He did the doppelganger one. Then he did like lifetime achievement. He did the heist. He yeah. did hunted. He's doing this one with chance and all this other weird. But shit. I don't need so many mini arcs. Just give, I know. Just give I, me honestly, six it's four big arcs. Because you know what it is? You're the kindred. When they finally reveal kindred, it's, unless it's something fucking amazing, it's going to be either. Uh, 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 either has to be one or two things. It has to be super great. Or it's going to be super shitty. It's either going to be Gwen Stacy or George Stacy. <laughs> but what I mean is, yes. But, but the thing is, the, the ramification of doing such a slow burn is that the you're building up to something big. The problem is if you don't hit that hype, it's going to make your run look disappointing as oh, overall. Yeah. Because you could have, like, for example, let's say it is Gwen Stacy. I'm just making stuff up. Yeah. If it's Gwen Stacy, I was like, you gave us this entire run to build up to, of course, for it to be, of course, it's Gwen Stacy. Yeah. She's getting revenge for Peter, not, you know, for Peter killing her. I get it. But yeah. did you need 40, 50 issues to tell me that? Issue 50 will probably be the big reveal. You know, but I, I was just using it for example. Yeah. You know, you, you need something, it needs to be substantial. And the way I see it, that, that this nonstop Spider-Man, what's going to be good about this nonstop Spider-Man, it's going to be everything that Nick Spencer's run is, isn't. It's gonna be the mini arc event, like because no Spider-Man yeah, mini stories, mini yeah. stories, but it's gonna be more fast-paced in the story. Yeah, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if this outsells ASM. I would not be surprised, especially I mean issue one, obviously. Yeah, yeah, and nothing, you can't go by issue one for sales yeah, for me. So anyway. after the first couple issues, like maybe issue four sales. So I'm super excited. I love Spider-Man. You know, you guys have heard me talk about it all the time, and I love Otley and Otley. I love Spencer's run. But it is just too slow for me, and I hope Joe Kelly and Bacalo can really pick it up because I loved Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man more than I loved um, whatever book, was, whatever Spider-Man book was coming out at the same time. Uh, it wasn't Spencer's Amazing; it was the one before that. So it was Slash Worldwide before that. Yeah, it might have been the end of Worldwide. So James Harley Quinn's getting a season two. Yes, it this is this year. Yeah, we April third, twenty twenty. Fucking we, what? Funny enough, we could have just talked. Is it April 3rd? It's, yeah, it was announced to be April 3rd, 2020. It's coming out in like two, in months. Like two months. Wow. They, they just ended it like Funny last enough, week. We, we, yeah, it ended, yes. Yes. Yes, last week. Issue, episode 13 was last week. Yes. They just ended it, and they announced it immediately for season two. I mean, if they have the staff already doing it, just like, you know, Well, that's the thing. So, They've also been planning this for two years. We talked about it when we first started the podcast. Right. So it's, been, it's almost been a whole year. Yeah. But that was old news regardless. We just kept getting updates for the podcast. Right. It's it was also, announced at New York Comic Con, I think, two years ago. Also, this was a weekly series, so it was 13 weeks. Yeah. Uh, so And they're working on this. Same thing with, um, even though Mandalorian's taking a lot longer to come out, they announced it, like, after episode six, they announced Mandalorian season two. Right. And they were coming out this year. Yeah, it's coming out in November. Yeah, of this year. Yeah. And that's a live action show. That takes a yeah. lot more work. And it's, the budget's way bigger. Right. So, so it's a lot more stuff um, to do. So that's the thing. I'm happy it's coming out. And oh, I was talking sure. sure. to Danielle before about this. Um, the way this... I'm not, again, not, we're not going to the spoilers about this. That's for two weeks from now. Yep, we have a spoiler cast coming out soon. Uh, so keep an eye on that. Or listen. We'll, you want we'll to be just in time for the new season, apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> um, so the big thing is... The way the series ends... You can... If they didn't do a season two, I'd be okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. If they did, we were talking and, about. and because they did season two, I'm I I'm glad they are. But you don't. If they didn't, I'm not surprised. But if they stopped it, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't the way the story, upset. the way the story goes, it kind of wraps up on yeah, its own. It wraps itself up without with any. No, the only loose hang. The only there's loose, a couple of loose yeah. hangs that are all yeah. left. But because it's a 
goofy comedy action show, you can leave that open. Like, that's just how the series because it's not because the the stuff that's left hung open. Yeah, the first arc was her joining the League of the League of Doom. The second arc was her stopping Joker from being a dick. Right, that's it. Yeah, two arcs. So it's wrapped up. (laughs) Yeah, you know. So I won't spoil like the wrap the stuff that's uh, lingering, but. If you didn't answer them, it doesn't matter because it's really not their story. Yeah. It, it's Holly's story. And Holly's story, she got, you know, getting what she wanted. She got her comeuppance, basically. Right. You know, so you don't need, uh, you didn't need any season two. It's cool. They I'm are glad we are getting one. Glad you're doing one. You didn't need one, but I'm glad we are. Yep. Not to shit on it. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's not, it's, that's not to reflect the view of how we're saying of the show. Um, again, it's one of those shows like Watchmen is that if they don't do a season two, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Because I liked season one so much. Yeah. You know. It'd be a welcome one, but like. Right. You know, I'm okay with them it. doing it, yeah. but yeah, I don't need that. You know, I don't, I'm not jumping them down. I'm not asking for them to do season two, but if they were to do one, I, and it's the same people, the same people. Yeah. You know, I'm more inclined to be, okay, cool, cool. I'm, I'm down for this, you know. Yeah, as long as they don't change the art style and they change up the whole cast, I think it'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind <laughs> yeah. if they change the cast. And I, by cast, I mean uh, new characters yeah, coming like in. Yeah, not change the voice actors. No, if they change the voice actors, that's way different. Yeah, but if they just change, like, maybe Clayface isn't in it anymore. Right. I'd be kind of upset, but, like, I could live with it. Yeah, I don't mind if they go, this is why. X, Y, Z is why we would change, you know. Cast. Yeah. And we'll get more of this uh, in our spoiler cast episode mm-hmm. later this, uh, next month. Um, but, again, I'm glad they are doing it. And it, it just proves that weekly... And it, it, we've talked about we talked this, about it three or four yeah. times in the last like eight weeks. Yeah, clearly, and it's proven. <laughs> weekly facts. works. Weekly Nef- works. Netflix guys. knows what they're doing with their bingeable content. That's but what they're based on. The but weekly stuff weekly is stuff. really, really good. And I yeah. think they should adapt, like because the, the, the reality shows they usually do it. Yeah, but that makes sense for reality shows because they don't want spoilers posted all over the internet. Right. Very different. Yeah, because once the show, once the finale drops, the people who were in the show are allowed to talk spoilers. So if you follow them on Twitter for some reason, or whatever. Then you'll see all the spoilers that they're posting, even if you're not done. But, you know, most actors who are on regular shows know not to spoil anything just in case. But reality shows are very different. But if Netflix would do, like, Stranger Things weekly, it'd be great. Stranger Things Season 4 trailer just dropped, and I was like, cool, man. I knew it was going to happen. Don't even pretend like you didn't know. No, no. Okay. (laughs) So, I'm just super excited to see more weekly content actually, like, thriving and being successful. Even after Disney Plus and DC have been like of fluctuating, yeah, I think the Netflix thing, just needs to do it. Yeah, that's all it is, and, <laughs> and Hulu too, because yeah. Hulu dumps everything. Yeah, well, now that's owned by Disney, we'll see certain things. We'll see some trickle, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, they do they don't do original content weekly. Everything else on Hulu is weekly. Oh yeah, because it's they it's there's regular shows it's right after right, yeah, it's single parents yeah. and uh, Stumptown and stuff like that. Yeah, so I mean. It's kind of the both. They do it because it's like we want. They do go to the middle. So, all right, we'll go from there with some DC news. Uh, well, yeah, let's do this DC news. Oh, I, think I was you, waiting for you to do it. I was oh, like, I, 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 yeah, I was waiting for you to jump in. All right, so guys, uh, just so you guys know, IDW and DC will be doing a crossover with Lock with Sandman Universe and Lock and Key, uh, Helen Gone, uh, which is coming out in October. Fitting. Uh, by the yeah. way, it was great. It was written by Joe Hill. Yeah, it's still the same. It's the same team. The same team who did Lock and Key, but it's also cool. It's going to be in the Sandman universe, and me and the Vassies were talking about what yeah. the key is and stuff, and we're thinking that's the Sandman key. Ooh, that would be that, awesome. Yeah, and, that's, and the, that's, it might be to one of the houses, like House of Whispers, House of uh I believe Mysteries. they said it was uh, something about the Dreaming. It, it might be House of Dreaming or whatever, if that's a house. No, it's not. That, okay. That only, well, it's to the Dreaming. If you, you read... Go, um, You can go to the Dreaming. If you read the article, they talk about the Dreaming. Because the dreaming is done in issue twenty. Right, you can go so into maybe this the dreaming. Kind of ties into it somehow. Yeah. 
So hopefully, you know, I haven't read Lock and Key yet or watched the show. I know the Vassies love it. I know you watch the show. I really want to read Volume 1. I'll probably put it in my trade list once I read our Red Sun in time for the new uh, in the new movie. Ho-ho. But um, I'm just super excited that we're getting more crossover content with DC because I feel like they don't do it as much as they should. They did it with He-Man, but He-Man was already part of their line in quotes. And they also did it with Power Rangers, which was really cool. Yes. And then Green Lantern did it with Star Trek and Planet of the Apes. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. But I love to see when they, DC crosses over with other independent. Yeah, DC books. Even has it's Joe Hill and Joe Hill's yeah. tied to them with Hill House and stuff. And yeah, and they you know Black I mean. But I think uh, but it cool that it's Sandman universe, right. not just like Justice League cross lock and key. Right. Because yeah. they don't need the Justice key. Yeah. Unless they do, DC, I'm always open for you ideas. Know, Joe Hill. <laughs> but I do think it's a better fit. I yeah. think it's cool. They can do the spooky horror stuff. They can do make it a little bit more mature yeah, because it is, it, you know, because Constantine it is can Black make an appearance and go fuck this and leave. You and your stupid jokes. I love Constantine, man. I know you do. It's the only reason why I watch Legends of Tomorrow. Because Constantine's in it now. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, so I think the big thing is... Um, I think it's cool. <laughs> I, and I've always said this. I think DC has the, the best working relationship with all the publishers. Marvel is, like, fucking ruining their relationship They have, they have the... Whatever rod is up their butt, these come out. <laughs> They're like, we can't cross over. We can't do crossover with anybody. We got our, it's all our properties. <laughs> licensing. They've done, they do a couple crossovers, but not as often when? as DC. When was the last... I don't know any off the top of my head, but no. I know they've done it. When was the last time you remember them doing an intercompany crossover with any other publisher? I don't know, maybe Amalgam with DC, like in the 80s or 90s or whatever. That was the last one. <laughs> there wasn't, there haven't been a... Well, that was literally the last one. Yeah, there hasn't been uh, a DC cross, uh, a Marvel, um, that wasn't like a Marvel subsidiary doing something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that wasn't like a Marvel comic spot, and, and not because, and not like a promo for like a health thing or whatever. Yeah. That was actually like a planned out story. We haven't had one in about 20, 30 years. Wow, I think you're right. That's crazy. Actually, you know what? I think DC's got a better working relationship with people. Though. They do, because they're more open to do things like this. Yeah, but I don't know why Marvel doesn't. I feel like Spider-Man would... Oh, they, they did Attack on Titan. That was their last one, 2013. Yes, yeah. that was the last one. That was one. a manga exclusive. It wasn't right. like in the comics. Right. You know, it was just tied to... The, but it was still Marvel. Yes, so and that was the last that, one. And they also did that anime show. That was based on like... It was like... Not Future Avengers. That's coming to Disney+. Plus. Is it the Future Avengers? Where it's an it's anime? Cro- yeah, but it's not crossover. It's just an anime. I know, but it's like a different art style. That's I think they made a manga off of it as well. They haven't. Okay, but oh I don't no, know they have, they have. Yeah, okay. but that's not that's not crossover. It's not a crossover, but it's like a different style of something. That's but not Attack crossover. On Titan, so yeah, the Attack on Titan. That was te- technically twenty thirteen. Was the last one. Yeah, some, whenever that came out, yeah. that was the last crossover. That's still, but DC is does one like every year. DC, least. yeah. With anything. Yeah, technically, He-Man Thundercats counts, too, because He-Man's DC, yeah. and Thundercats is wherever. Right. <laughs> wherever it is right now. You know, He-Man Wars. Injustice. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah, that, that came out. I remember that. He-Man that Injustice. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Power Injustice Justice League. I mean, uh, He-Man Injustice, again, He-Man is technically DC. But yeah. Uh, no, it's not. It's not owned by Warner Brothers. I know, but D- they've been publishing the book since 2013. They have licensing rights. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah, so... It's not owned by them. Right. Um... Hanna Barbera crossover. Yes, that's that's Warner Brothers. That's owned by Warner yes, Brothers. Yes, but still, um, yeah, DC still does it. They did. Do, 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 I, I just gonna say one a second ago. Um, <laughs> Black Hammer Justice League. Oh yeah, that was this Black year. Hammer Justice League. Yeah, you're right. You know, so they I just ha- love seeing DC crossover. They have a better working relationship with other people. I know. I really want to know why that is. I think we. I maybe think, that was up with Dio, and maybe now it's uh, done. We'll, now we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that I'll talk later. Later. It's literally next. I'm gonna skip that. That's oh, not gonna be next. That's gonna be because that's uh, yeah, it has to be the last one. I mean, it doesn't have to be, but okay. It's gonna be the last one, um, because it's a rant and rave that 
Well, you have one coming. I really don't care. Yeah, because no, you, <laughs> you don't understand the have no opinion. Um, no, um, a lot of crossover. A lot of it is because they just they just have they just know how to do it better. And DC had Alien and Predator with Batman and Superman back in the day. Yeah, DC has done uh, just bunches. Bunches. So. Yeah. You want to cover some sweet Star Wars news? I am so fucking excited. That's why I was like, that's why I was like, let you do that one next. That's why I, I was like, let you do that so one. So excited! So Disney just announced, well, Disney slash Marvel slash fucking everything. Yes. Um, Star Wars is coming up with a new line of books, comics, and more, with a trailer and a press release. It is called Star Wars: The High Republic, and it takes place two hundred years before the Phantom Menace, when the when the Republic was in high regards and not just you know controlled by Palpatine. Yeah. It's gonna be like Jedi City, basically. Yeah. The everything they have, they have um, the Marvel book coming out, which is gonna be called just the High Republic. They yep. have a Charles Soul book called uh, Light Crusade, something like that. They have a kids book called Test the Courage. Then they have Star Wars High Republic Adventures, similar to the Star Wars Public Adventures by IDW. Yep. Oh, Marvel teams up with IDW, but they don't do crossovers. But they ha- they're still publishing rights. So that's the last working relationship. That was the last time. Yeah. Down to the next one. So. This is super exciting. They have two novels, one kid's book, two comics, and I think they said a TV show or something coming out. I hear that, but... It's somewhere in the press. Yeah, it's part of... There's going to be stuff that's going to be released. There's going to be things like um, uh, movies, anything in the media. Movies, television, merchandise, all that's part of it. I'm super excited for that. I'm down for a new era of Star Wars that hasn't been touched by movies and or George Lucas. Not that George Lucas stuff is bad, but I want to get so far separated. Because, like, the original characters we got from the books, like Doc Aphra, her book just seems so fresh. Because, yes, it was she was made in Star Wars, uh, Darth Vader, so it kind of ties into Luke Skywalker stuff. But her character is vastly different from any character that George Lucas had his hands on. Oh, absolutely. And the big... It's just really cool to see that stuff. Oh, yeah, remember, this was, this was originally called Project Luminous. That's the original... That's the original project? Yeah. Okay. Um, this was supposed to be... Uh, this. Was it going to be a big announcement going forward? We knew this is going to be... We didn't know exactly what it was going to be. We knew there was going to be a new Star Wars initiative coming out. Yeah. Um, and because of that, with the idea... And this goes back to the movie thing. Where that literally came out mm-hmm. uh, shortly after... Um, what is it called? Fucking the last Star Wars movie called. Red Skywalker. Red Skywalker. You mean Thank the Duel of Fate script? No, no, no. Uh, there was actually... Um, that they would say, oh, the next movie set's going to be set like 400 years in the past. Oh, no, they said the next movie was uh, potentially going to be The Old Republic. Yeah, but it's the same concept. Well, not really. 200, kind of, 200 to 400 years is not that really big of a difference. No, I think it's after. I think Old Republic takes place after, because there's clone troopers in it, right? Nope. It's before. It's all before. Are you sure? Yes. Oh, I really don't remember. Yes. I'm thinking of Knights of the Old Republic, yes. not just The Old Republic. The yes. Old Republic is very different. Yes. Okay, cool. That's why. Anyway. <laughs> so I'm just, uh, regardless, That's why. regardless. So, I believe the rumor currently for movies is in 2022, that's when the Old Republic movies come out. That's right, yeah. Or now, that's probably, pitching. probably it's be High Republic. And it might be High Republic. Yeah, and w- so... I don't know what they do. But the these stories... books come out sometime in May. They said May is like the first inkling we're going right. to get because it's Star Wars month, yeah. basically. So, we're going to see... May the 4th be with you. <clears throat> yeah? Sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm sorry, it's choking. Um, so... Choking on all this news! Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, then the... Things for the uh, little blurb they gave us. They didn't give us <laughs> what we read. <laughs> yeah, they no, we didn't get a Disney like letter. Please, hey, they don't letters. know that. <laughs> Send us emails, Disney. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, Send us season season desist. Yeah, not that. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so what's cool about it is that 
they're basing it on a lot of medieval. Uh, it's gonna be a very medieval. Well, that's always been kind of medieval. Lore. That's, well, that's what they said. Yeah. This is gonna be more like they just trade out swords for lightsabers. Well, no. So this how the Jedi have always been portrayed. They were more based on samurai. Okay. And Western style. Yeah. Uh, now it's gonna be based on more so codes of honor. Right. So it's a little. So you will see more of yeah. I mean, besides codes and stuff like that. Uh, how it's more um, a samurai style, we'll see more of a medieval style okay. going forward. Uh, even so much down to the design of, uh, the, some of, the, characters. of the hilts. Yeah, and also some of the characters, too. And they said uh, you'll see that Jedi actually in the old, in the High Republic days wore two different uniforms. One was when they in the temple and the other one was they on missions. That's cool. I'm into that. I um, feel like when they just kind of wear robes. Right. They kind of show that off in um, the Clone Wars yeah. where Anakin and Obi-Wan Kenobi wear like like armored plated guards, uh, right. like shoulder guards and wrist guards. But then when they're walking around in their robes, it's kind of like flowy. Yeah, you'll so see. They, they do show that, but I guess it's going to be more. It's going to be more of the, the true idea of like what a yeah. knight is. When you're a knight, you wore like. Yeah, you walk around in your mission. outfits. Yeah. And then when you're on your mission, you're wearing your, your armor. armor. Yeah. That's what they're going to show more I'm of that, that stuff. Um, the lightsabers will be very different. Uh, the enemies are going to be called the Nil. Uh, they're like sort of like space Vikings. Hell yeah. So like I said, it's going to be very... Well, no, there's going to be bounty hunters still around. Well, yeah, like... but the actual villains of the universe yeah. at the time are the nil. Yeah, instead of the, uh, the droids and the Sith. And, yeah, uh, I mean, you're not going to have that. Be... Oh, what if we get inklings of the Sith? What if this is like the origin of the Sith? I like that. Kind of like how Transformers has like... The current book has Megatron still as a good guy. Yeah. We, oh, he, we know he's going evil. Yeah. But we know like Transformers and Autobots, Decepticons Autobots, were started as one and then split. Right. So it would be cool to see like if we see someone who like, is going to be the Sith and just leave. We'll probably see more. Palpatine of... didn't start the Sith. No, he didn't start. No, he was Darth Plagueis N- the Wise. No, there was Sith way before that. I know. Uh, Sith has been around for a very, very long time. Yeah. Um, but so cool we won't. Oh, well, like I said, the big villain of, the, of this universe will be the Nil because they're they're yeah. Bad but guys. I would like to see. But like I said, it's gonna be based more on um, European medieval yeah. history. Whatever. I would like to see. Um, that's whatever. That's a big change in their mythology. I would like to see more of the, uh, like maybe one of the star, one of the main characters doesn't like the way um, they're doing their situation, like whatever they're doing, and then maybe one of them branches off to do the samurai codes, and the other one branches off to do Sith codes, and the other one still stays the direct path. I like to see that like triad of things. Yeah, and we'll see kind of what's going to happen. Like I said, this is all very new and very super yeah. super. And mega I would also fresh. love to see how they patrol the universe and how they set up. Like, all the laws, and how they set up all the, um... Like, how the bounty hunters and all the smuggling is set up, too. I yeah, love that kind of, like, the underworld stuff. Yeah, and we'll see, depending on, like, origin what they do. Origin of the Huts. Origin of the Huts. Right, yeah, that'd be a big thing. Well, again, it's 200 years before Phantom Menace. Yeah, exactly. So, we have... That's a lot of history to be played with. Exactly. You know, so... I'm so excited. If, don't... Like, sometimes, like, for people that are, like, listening, oh, they're going to answer... They might answer... They, they might not answer... They even said... Palpatine might make an appearance, maybe, because Palpatine, we don't know how fucking old he is. Yeah. They He's said... the only one that would no, make an appearance. No, they did say that... And maybe not, No, they did say that none of the characters from the, uh... From the universe are going to be in there. It's all going to be brand new stuff. Well, they wouldn't be main characters, but we could see Yoda palling around because Yoda character. is super old. He wouldn't be main character, but he'd be there. Right. Oh, maybe well, yeah, so it's 200, yeah, 200 The trailer before. teases a new baby Yoda. Maybe it is legitimately baby Yoda. Maybe Yoda's only, like, 200 at the beginning. No, of he's, like... Well, yeah, so he... No, remember, he's, like, 400 years old at the beginning of uh, Phantom. I don't know. Yeah. They age weird, remember? No, he's 400 at the beginning yeah, of... Yeah, uh, age weird. He just aged... No, all... He just, <laughs> the body itself in the age time is still the same. Yeah. So, in the opening of, like, he'll still be, like, he'll be 200 years old at the start of the high maybe, maybe he'll be, like, a Padawan at that point, Right. Though. You know. Yeah. 
So, so but they want. But yeah, I know what you said. They want to separate themselves. They want to separate. But we could get some stuff. small answers. Oh yeah, absolutely. And we're definitely gonna get lore answers, like race answers. Like yeah. More stuff about like the Dalorians. Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, they'll they'll play too. with a lot of shit that they couldn't do beforehand, or that yeah. they they have time to. You know, that's you can. Super exciting. You can definitely do. That's what's cool about. This. I sent it to all my Star Wars friends, and we're just fucking going crazy. So because people are freaking nuts. James, last bit of news. You have a super big rant about it, I assume. Of course I do, because this is fucking... Hit me with it, Chief. This broke last week, I think. Nice. <laughs> Hit me with your thing, man. Let's go. <laughs> that came out weird. That came out so wrong. Hit me with this other thing. This new Stop! Thing. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> All right, so, big, this is massive DC news. Hit me with your hot take. There we go. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> that sounds weird. Yeah, you have to do that nice cutaway. It's great. I'm not gonna edit it. I'm just gonna let I know. It go. <laughs> In my head, I'm thinking it's like a newscast behind a desk. Like yeah. back to you. Um, so anyway, um, this is massive DC DC news. Day the deal has left. Um, I was quoting. I'm like, oh, of course, you can't see me do air quotes. <laughs> left DC Comics officially as of last Friday. Um, I believe Jim Lee's in charge of. As is, of right now. Yes, currently he VP or, uh, or whatever? publisher, sole publisher. publisher. Yeah. Um, so this has big ramifications over every DC title, everything DC does. Um, so I want to start off with the rumors. I want to go through them and debunk what I can and what from what we know. No, regardless of what you see and what you hear, Marvel Studios is not buying DC. One, for two reasons. Marvel Studios themselves can't buy DC. Because Marvel Studios doesn't own rights. Disney would have to do it. It would be Disney. <laughs> that would be crazy, though. Uh, Imagine two, Dis- Disney buys it and they do the Marvel-DC crossover that we've all wanted. Yes, yeah, I have. <laughs> I know. Uh, and two, Disney isn't buying Marvel. Uh, isn't buying DC because DC's owned by Warner Brothers. DC's a subsidiary for another company. Yeah. Um, Warner Brothers would have to then sell it. So, no. Uh, that's not happening. The AT&T rumor. Um, the 5G one? No, or, AT&T oh, is going to close yes. down if 5G fails. Yes, so AT&T, there's a rumor going around that AT&T is going to shut down uh, DC Comics. But they're also a subsidiary of Warner Brothers, so like... Right. Uh, <laughs> it's going to shut down DC Comics if 5G doesn't work out. This comes from a misquote from uh, former DC artist Ethan Van... Sh- uh, Ethan... Ivan Van Shriver? Ethan Van Shriver? Ethan, uh, Ethan Van Shriver. Van Shriver. God, yeah. Um, love his art. Love his fucking art. Uh, but uh, he... This was more of a reaction to uh, the D.O. being fired. And let's be, let's be clear, he was fired. He was fired. Yeah, he was he fired. Press, he was at a press meeting earlier that morning, and then when he got back to the office, he was basically going, you're, you're done. Uh, yeah. Your office is now not yours. Yeah, so he was fired. Um, I would love to be in that meeting just to see what happened. A lot of yelling and screaming, probably. Oh, for uh, sure. So, um, this comes from, again, from so, someone reacting to a friend being fired. Yeah. It has, there's no backup. And then those quoting his uh, his YouTube slash podcast saying, I have an inside source saying that. I honestly don't believe. Who are you, Bleeding Ghoul? Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I honestly don't believe that they would do. If that was true, he, a former worker yeah. has the inside scoop I would honestly see that yeah if if AT&T was going to do that they'd be outright for they they tell the people other people in their company mm-hmm. that yeah they we're going to do this to make sure they did a good job you know 
Um, what else came out from this? Um, I'm just trying to debunk all the bullshit so we can actually talk about the real stuff. Um, oh, the reasons why he was fired was the, the, the big part of the story. Um, the reason why he was fired, it, it, nothing's confirmed. It's all up in the air right it's now. It's all he up the air. He doesn't want to release a full thing. Right. He finally broke his silence, I think, the other Yesterday. day. Yesterday. He didn't really, he just said, I love you all. Yeah. Basically. He's like, hey, shit happens, I love you all, though. Yeah. Nothing changes. Um, there is kind of a, a word of mouth going around of why. Um, this is all just speculation. Speculation. Though. Nothing's confirmed. I'm, uh, nothing. You have your theories as well. Yes. Um, my theory, my, and my own personal reason why I think I got fired, I think one, uh, ten years of, of, you know, he, again, not saying he's, and it's not me shooting on the DL for anything. I think a lot of his big missteps hurt the company in big ways. Making, pushing metal to the forefront to get back at Jeff Johns instead of Doomsday Clock hurts your company. Hurts mm-hmm. your story. Hurts your bottom dollar. You know, um, new, the New 52 initiative as a whole wasn't a great idea. It ended up working out in the end, but But because of Rebirth. Yeah. You know, it took rebirth to fix. We talked about it. There's some good there, books. And, and, not, and again, it's not, not. It was the initiative. I know the initiative itself the is the problem. The first thirty the, issues are basically the, tough. The initiative <laughs> as a the initiative as a concept isn't a great thing. The mm-hmm. business model rolling out in waves is good. Yeah. But restarting every book and making things when you make canonical. Yeah, right, making things certain things canon, making things, certain things not canon, making eighty years of characters people were reading. Pretty much saying that stories don't matter is a problem. Yeah. And when that does, it hurts your bottom dollar. Yeah, read New 52 Superman. They literally kill him and retcon him into old Superman after Convergence because everyone hated the current Superman. Right. He's kind of a dick. Right. And it's not even that the, the dick. The problem is when you have two stories running and then one's supposed to be set five years action before. Comics. Yeah, action to before Justice League. It, and again, things, the problems I have with things like dating your timeline is when you fuck things up. Yeah. Um... So when you had things like Batman, everything that's ever happened in Batman's history was canon up to that point, yeah. in, into even into Snyder's run. Yeah, so that means Superman wasn't right. <laughs> they, they they're picking, cho- yeah, but they're picking choosing. Nightwing, uh, half his stuff wasn't canon, right? Only half- like just the Batman stuff and right. like a little bit of Bloodhaven, a tiny right. bit of Bloodhaven. You know, things like Gre- everything Green Lantern happened, but you tell me everything happened, every everything of Hauser's history had happened in five years. Yeah, you know, so <laughs> it, he even did Parallax in five years. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. You know. <laughs> So it was just the, the confusion of, uh, of of new readers and old readers. Yeah, it was new reader friendly, but it, it was bad old reader friendly. Your old readers were the ones that you should keep around. You mm-hmm. once you alienate them, you lose money. Yeah. You know. Again, I'm gonna get to the uh, what the other rumor is why I got fired. The rumor is about the five G initiative. Um, we've talked about this on the show often. You know, you already all know how I feel about it. Um, I think because of his initiative. And the comparison, I think a lot of people, it finally got back, word of mouth finally got back to whoever. To DC. You know, was in Warner Brothers. Right. Going, hey, the the fan reactions to the leaks and the rumors about this isn't great. Nobody wants to retcon everything and make all your heroes different. Right. Marvel did it. They didn't, and it didn't, they didn't work do out. Good. Don't and do this. Don't do this. <laughs> and I think he kept pushing it and pushing it in the office. Like, no, 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 trust fine. me. We'll do it. It'll be fine. We got this. You know, I think the problem is when you do... And again, when you bulk everything out at once, the problem is it's initial shock. Again, mm-hmm. new reader friendly, that's awesome. Yeah. Always bring All, in new readers. You can always bring in new readers. The problem is when you make it, you, you you disenfranchise the people that have been reading your books. I had We have had customers saying, if this is real and this is true, we will not 
pick up DC books. I believe it. The and I absolutely, <laughs> I absolutely believe that fans will stop reading books. And the thing is, I think, and it has nothing to do with the idea of it. I think the thing is, when and it's only from like I think the bad I think that idea is bad. Yeah. But when you as a business, it's just a bad business plan. Because the problem is, yeah, I'm gonna get new readers, but the problem is, how do you shepherd those new readers in? Normally, it's someone older, another older reader or older fan, mm-hmm. or media or so some way bringing those people in. But when your media doesn't reflect, if Clark Kent's not Superman and he's super, Clark Kent mm-hmm. Superman on every other program, every cartoon, every live action thing, every kids book that comes out, and all of a sudden it's Jonathan Kent, and you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Oh, he's Superman's son. But why am I not getting a story with Superman? Oh. We're putting out Superman books, but it's going to be black label that you can't read. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't do that. You'll get new readers, but then old readers are like, I just want to read a Superman book. I don't need fucking super mega mature, dark heavy Superman stories once a month. I want a regular Superman story that I can pick up off the shelves every month. Yeah. You know? So it was a bad business practice. And if he did get fired over that, it's not just that. It's misgivings like, you watching your new fifty two initiative wasn't great. You guys were able to rebound with rebirth, but then you shot yourselves with rebirth because of metal. You know, it's not it's your it's your bad business practices that get you in trouble. Not again. This is not me saying he's a bad person. Oh no, it's not me saying he's a bad writer. I'm not saying he's a bad publisher. I'm just saying, in the last ten years or so, we've seen his bad business practices finally catch up to him. And this happens with any sort of bad business practices if you are a company. You, you want to see a way to make money. And you know if your fans are going to react poorly to something, it's not to completely ignore their your fan base. Exactly. You know, you can't turn around and be like, F it. Your fans is what give you the money. Yeah. Like, if you don't appease them, you don't have to appease them fully no. by caving. No. But if you don't even, like, if you just ignore them completely, you're going to fuck yourself. Right. And again, me and Ant, and, and you know this, Yeah. actual individual fans aren't the people that buy books. That show, like, the, the numbers everyone sees, like, mm-hmm. top-selling books. It's based on what comic books stores are buying. Exactly. So, but and the thing is... But stores base their supply and demand yeah, customers. Based on their customers. Yeah. So, if customers aren't asking and they're going, I don't want this, I don't want yeah, this, if, I don't want this... If everyone drops Batman from their pull list, then we're not going to order any Batman. Right. And then that shows sales. Like, yeah. we're not ordering They're like, oh, why are you order Batman? Well, it's our new initiative, Luke Fox Batman... Again, like, oh, well, we got against diversity. You're not, yeah. it's not against diversity. And I hate when people use that as a, a companies use that as, as a shield. You guys are being racist because you didn't want to pick up Ironheart. Like, no. Like, no. You just don't like the character replacing Tony Stark. Uh, like, that's the And again, <laughs> and in the way you do it. Exactly. It's the way you do things that make it, if they were really, don't force it. Right. If you're going to, if you're going to do your 5G initiative and be like, we're going to replace Batman, it's got, and it, it should only be Dick Grayson, Tim Drake, Jason Todd, Cassandra Kane. I'll take Cassandra Kane as Batman. Yeah. You know, it works more. Because it makes sense. Don't give me Rando. I don't want Captain Boomerang's son to be the Flash. <laughs> I'd like to see it, but I kind of don't want it. You know what I mean? Like I, I would mind Elseworlds. I, I give wouldn't me, mind uh, if give me a uh, an imprint like a Wonder Comics, right? Where we see these weird stories like I Age would, of Tomorrow, whatever you right. Calling it I was telling like the best way to do yeah. this 5G thing. Yes, give me a timeline. Give me a history. I love the history of the DC universe. Do that. Do that as your 5G, and you know your your generation one, two, three, and four stuff, and then your generation five being. Here's kind of all the histories you can now get. So when people pick up a book, they don't feel slighted. You know, do that. But don't 
turn around and be like, I'm going to make a character that we haven't seen in 20, almost 15 years. In 15 years. Yeah. You know, last time we saw Captain Boomerang's son was... I, uh, outsiders. It was outsiders. It was before New 52. Mm-hmm. So it's been over 10 years. Yeah. And you're just randomly going to introduce them? We're going to make The Web the new Superman. You remember The Web? Right. I love The Web, but he's not like, if they're going to push him... Uh, right, I'm just making... Yeah. yeah, another speculating dumb shit. Like, if they push him to the forefront, like... What? He's on the Arch Comics. You know the Arch Comics guys, right? The web guys from Arch Comics? Yeah. From DC as well. No, um, so at that's, the time... the Red Circle. Yeah, well. Red Circle is yeah, Arch it, Comics. That's not the web, though. The web yeah, is the guy. web, Black Hood, all them, they were all DC people. Oh, well, that's cool. They were all... They're Archie people. That's awesome. Yeah, they're probably... The, the Shield, they're all Archie heroes. Um, but yeah, just for example. Yeah. You know, if you were to do something like that... Again, it doesn't make sense. You, you need... A character, if you're going to put people, like, even, and I'm glad, and I'm going to say this here on the show, Bleed Cool officially said today in their article, you can read it on their website, that they... It's called 5G The Story So Far. Yes, sorry, if they didn't take it down by now. It's up. I checked it like an hour ago. You know, they even admit that they didn't have all the facts, and some of the stuff they did say they made up. Yeah, it was half truth and, mis- yeah, and misinformation. Mm-hmm. So... And that really pisses me off for a lot of reasons. Because they were pushing it like gospel for like two months. Right. And then all of a sudden they're like, just kidding. Ha ha ha. Yeah, when they, when when they got caught. When they got caught. <laughs> when it's like, when their quote unquote story now has no legs to stand on. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Do I think you need a new Green Lantern lead? Yeah. Do I think it should be Teen Lantern or uh, Sonya, uh, uh, Joe from Far Sector? Or even the no. new kid from Legacy? It's not gonna be that. That's, I know. I'm it's just, okay it's just another Green Lantern. Yeah. Do I think that? No. You know. Do Would I? Be cool. No. It depends on who does it. No. You know why? You don't need it. You know why? You need to build those characters up in your main books. I guess. You got to do it right now, because not everyone's reading Young Justice. Not everyone's reading Far Sector. You know, if you want them to be the Green Lantern of your book, put them in. You know, well, at least with Teen Lantern, she's being built up, but she's not being built because they're doing so much wacky shit in Young Justice. I haven't even seen time for her to be developed as character to be, be, make yeah, her the lead, stuff. right? To make her the lead of um, it, I feel like that one book. could work out of all the stories that they right. said. But that one could only work. if you've built her up and also for the she's, next year she's surrounded by the core as well. Like yeah. you're teaching her, and, and you can't have her as the lead. She's too young, and it's not, she's not even a Green Lantern. I know she's if she's you read right. If you read the, the book, if you actually read Young Justice, she's not a Green Lantern. Yeah, you know so. I wouldn't want her. I would make Joe a Green Lantern from uh, Far Sector yeah. and make her a lead. But then, but I wouldn't even plan that out until I see how the sales are with Far Sector. Because if the yeah. sales aren't there, that just proves that people don't want her as the lead. Yeah, and we got that with Jessica Cruz and Simon Bass. Right. Not that they were bad, just like... They got built They, yeah, they, they got, got built, built up in yeah. Justice League. And, and Green Lantern Corps. And GLC. Yeah. And Hal Jordan and GLC. Yeah. And then they got their own book called Green Lanterns. But you still, at the same time, you still had Hal Jordan. like three years. Right. And then what you had as parallel, you had the Hal Jordan and GLC book with with your older classic characters. So you Mm -hmm. didn't lose out on it. Exactly. It was Green Lantern. It was Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, and then Green Lanterns. So you had best of both. Mm -hmm. And you could follow both. You could follow one. You didn't have to do it, but it made more sense. Mm -hmm. You know, Jessica wasn't just, it wasn't called Green Lantern. It was just Jessica's story all the time. Yeah. You know, you, there's a way and a place and there's a place in time and, and a way to do things. And I think people need to stop using diversity as, well, we're giving you guys diversity so you guys don't want it and forcing it down your throats instead of going, letting one legacy character happen naturally. This is the problem with 5G. 
if this is what they're planning, it will shoot them in the foot. And I think because Danny Day was a quote unquote big champion, we don't know really what was going on behind the scenes. Yeah. But if he was the champion behind this, and now that he's gone, regardless of people saying, "Well, it's established," I've seen they don't have to do it. They don't have to. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell people how comic books. Sorry work. if you guys were writing the books and then you just got shit canned. But, but you know, and not for nothing, you weren't. It's not comic books. Don't. They don't. They plan things out a year in advance. Yeah. They're not writing them in a year in advance. True. That's they why we still got, have. We probably got the pitches collected. Right. That's why we still have things like delays. Yeah. You I know, know. If, if it's truly done already, yeah, the pitches were probably collected. Right. And they were like getting ready to start working. Right. And they were trying to like, figure out how their stories were going to go towards yeah. it and stuff like that. And that's fine. They were saying the story arcs. Mm-hmm. You know. But if uh, certain books, when they're uh, they come out in trade, they'll have the, what the pitch meeting was and the grouping and everything was. Uh, they did that with deceased in the back of deceased. And in the back of uh, Messiah Complex, mm-hmm. when they actually did the X Men Summit in the back of the entire summer, they wrote and all the notes they took on how the story would break down on every issue. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, you know, they're like, hey, thanks for collecting, you know, buying this collected edition, blah blah blah. And like, oh, hey, read this and see what we've changed. Mm-hmm. They can literally do that. Yeah. It's not hard. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. It changes. Guess what, guys? We're not doing this five G thing. So. How we we can this is how we can alter it now. I also really think that five G thing was just a mistranslation or misinformation. Yes. From what we have with the generation zero through five that we're getting for free comic book day, and then the Forward. new like banner event thing, right, or whatever the you know the and, event. And same thing with like Luke Fox. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of it came down to yes, they probably would do a story arc where Luke took over as Batman because Batman's dealing with the, the things between Alfred dying and now the designer taking over and, and the fall of Gotham. And then also Batman is jumping on to Batman Catwoman. No, it's going to still be Batman. Oh, no, I, I know, but like that, they could use that as an right. explanation I mean, as well. Right, I mean, well, for, well, uh, we'll just use Tinian's run because this is where it comes from. Yeah, the current Tinian. So Tinian's run has Batman facing the designer. And the then the Joker like, War in the background. And then Joker War is going to be happening leading up to Joker War, mm-hmm. which... Makes sense where Batman's world's falling apart still while he's trying to fix everything that just happened. Mm-hmm. You know, and then going, hey, we're going to write Batman out while he finally settles down. We got that in the Which you had that in Batman Catwoman. And then you can have whoever, oh, well, it makes sense. Luke's going to take over because yeah. his dad is. just had that story in Batman in right. with Snyder. And they made it. Jim Gordon in a robot bunny suit. Yeah, and it wasn't. It wasn't bad. bad. It just was wasn't bad. like phenomenal. But fan, it wasn't groundbreaking. But fan, but fan criticism behind it wasn't a good story arc. Oh yeah, no, I you liked know. it, but it wasn't what I wanted. Right. So it I, ended with Endgame, and you were like, "Fuck yeah!" And they're like, "And now it's Jim Gordon without a mustache." And I was like, oh, "Okay." You de <laughs> like, him. It was a whole bad. The bad. They somehow de-aged him. Yeah. Like shaving his mustache. Yeah. Off. <laughs> it's a secret marine secret that Ant refuses to tell me. Um, <laughs> that's why Ant's bald. It keeps him younger. It keeps him young. That's, I, I, that's, our, that's our, our running joke now. Uh, I'm like, can I tell him, like, is that what they taught you? They, they, that's how they, they were able to, like, that, that's why you say you're going to be young forever. That's what it is. He looks really young. I know. Um, but, yeah, so I think that, I think that is what it is, is that, you that again, misinformation, taking one story and running with it. The fact that Bleeding Cool admitted that they lied it makes me a little bit happy. The right problem with it is that you let you let your lie go on so hard because you knew they were lying because when they were doing things like, well, Teen Lance is going to be the new lead. Oh, no, it's going to be Joe from uh, Far Sector. Far it's going to be this person Far from Sector's this Far not even canon right now. And it's not even, yeah, it's we under, don't know. It's under Young Animal, but barely. Right, and we don't know what it means. Exactly. You know, and again, we don't know if this is canon, you know. Yeah, I really think it was just misinformation from the generation one through five. Right. Right, and I think that's the whole thing. I yeah. think a lot of it... I think we're going to get stories where 
Batman is old and Batwing took over maybe in the Age of Tomorrow, but that's not going to be like a canonical thing. I think right. it's maybe just like an Elseworlds kind of story. Right. Where it's another take. Or maybe just launch it into Earth 2 again. I'd love to have Earth 2 come yeah. back. And then maybe it's like or Earth 3 or Earth 4. Because Earth 2 was already established in New 52. Yeah. But like give us something new Earth 3 that we is, can uh, jump on. I'm just... Earth Force Carlton Charlton characters. I'm just examples, James. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to get that out because you know that would have <laughs> you know that would have hurt me if I didn't tell you. <laughs> so like maybe that's just another Earth, and they're just gearing up for another story. Because yeah. like if we had Earth Two Batman and that was a story, or Earth yeah. Two Superman and that I don't was a story. That. Yeah, exactly. If you we go... have the Earth One stories or what? what Earth One, yeah, they yeah, call Earth, Earth One stories. And they're they're hardcore. They're it's hard still a Batman bad. story. Yeah. But it's different. Yeah, and it's, give us those. It's still yeah. Bruce Wayne, but still. Right. It, they even said like, oh, it's gonna. I forgot who was writing uh, the original Aquaman uh, Earth One story. Uh, I think it was gonna be Jeff Jones. No, 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 it wasn't. It, it was, it was, yeah, it was Flash. That was Flash Earth One. Yeah. But I forgot who was supposed to be writing Earth. He goes, and that's gonna be the new Aquaman series. But you were gonna make, but you were changing all the characters by saying Aquaman. Like it, it doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. like that's why half of it's misinformation and half of it's just lies. Exactly. So let's be clear. We know nothing about 5G except for the way DC has been putting it out. That it's going to be fifth generation, and we don't know what that means. We know we know it's supposed to be the Kong of the Age tomorrow, which, to me, honestly, the best way they could do it is that it's we're going to explore all the alternate futures we could possibly do so that stories that are set in alternate futures are canon to whatever you want to make it. Yeah. Just League 3000 we can explore. We can explore, you know, Just League 3000, 3001. We'll, we'll come back to Earth 2. Uh, the Go of the Legion. Well, alternate futures are canon of the main Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond. Legion. Just League 3000, 3001. Camelot 3000. Um, Commandy. OMAC. Um, the Atomic Knights. Mm -hmm. You can do to make those stories canon because they're alternate futures yeah. to the Earth, and and without trying to make them all fit into one. Kind of like how Spider-Man twenty nine nine always comes around every once in a while. Right. Like here's how it's canon again in our new little universe. Right. And be like it's canon, and they this just is did why. it like what two months ago. Two right. Two months ago. Yeah. Yeah. So twenty ninety nine is canon, but like they're like but these stories of twenty ninety nine are no longer canon. Yeah. This is a new twenty ninety nine canon. Mm -hmm. You can do things like that. I think the problem is I think a lot of people look towards, um, like again, like Batman. Uh, you know, Super Sons had uh, this this um. The Super Sons of Tomorrow story. Yeah. The Teen Titans of Tomorrow. And the Age of Tomorrow. Right. Generation uh, Heroes of Tomorrow or whatever. Yeah. It's Super Sons, it, was, yeah it was called Super Sons, uh, Super Sons of Tomorrow. Oh, it was called Generation 5. Yeah. Make, yeah, yeah. Make, yeah. You, you make those stories canon where people go, yeah, well, they... Again, it goes back to Hyper Time where everything's canon. Yeah. But you don't have to make it hard, That weird timeline where Tim Drake is a killer because Batman yeah, survivor. Uh, got killed or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, the Savior. You can make those stories canon by making it this is hyper time. They, they explained it in hype. They explained it in all the other books. Hyper time is a thing, mm -hmm. you know. So your future is open. Anytime the Flash runs backwards and fucks things up, right? It's just open. <laughs> it's just open. The future that the, the age of tomorrow is open. You I feel can like convergence do... kind of did that too. Yeah, convergence opened up where everything means and something. Future end or whatever. Uh, yeah, because future ends tied a little bit to yeah. uh to it, you know, and that's what it is. I think they just need the fucking. Uh, they just need to not do this project. And I think Dan DiDio... They can still do it, they but do don't it. do it to the extreme that they've... That so, was the rumor. So rumor to describe. Yeah. I don't know why I'm doing air quotes like that. People can see it. Wait, I, wait, I can tell in your voice how you're doing air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. I think the, the, the biggest problem is that people... Fans don't want this. Dan DiDio, and I think going back to the reason what we were really talking about is Dan DiDio being fired, is that if 
certain things, just bad business practices, finally catch up to you. We don't know the full story, and we'll know eventually, and we'll... Right. You know, and when we'll, it comes out, we'll tell you And why. we'll right our wrongs if we've done anything yeah. to piss anybody off. Yeah. But as of right now, this is what we have. We're just presenting it to you with whatever news we right. have. Right. We're not going to, you know, delve too much into it, because honestly, this is what we have, This is, and it has to be spoken about, because if we skipped it, it's... A, yeah, it's, they'll be like, hey, why'd you guys skip this? It's huge. It is huge. I was thinking about skipping it just to, like, not be that one guy, because I don't want to, you know, talk shit if we don't right. have to. But, like... I feel like it was good that we did talk. You're about right, it. and because and again, it wasn't shitting on him. It's it's talking oh, about we're talking about facts, which yeah. is the facts we have, and debunking rumors that have come out. out on this. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Again, I'm debunking I'm, weird stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> all for going out there and putting out news. I just want people to get the right news. Exactly. You know, and again, we're, we're not the only source. You know, the other people go definitely check that yeah. stuff out. But yeah, so so now <laughs> let's side off of that sad, depressing rumor-filled topic and jump into our current topic of the week. What is it, James? What are we talking about this week? What is it this week, James? So, it's February, so, of course, we are going to talk about Black History Month. If you've been paying attention to our Instagram, the store Instagram, you've been posting a bunch of stuff yes, we've been about the Black uh, History of characters. Uh, of certain characters. So, once a week, we've been talking about uh, certain characters. Um, John Stewart was the last one. Last one, and this week I, I have someone planned already. Blade. Oh, uh, Blade was last week. Ah, oh, Blade was last week. I have someone planned this week. I did. Fal- oh, we talked about Falcon, uh, John Stewart, uh, Eric, Eric Brooks. That's Blade's real yeah. name. Isaiah Bradley. Uh, I yeah. I spoke. I put it was announced for the show. Yeah. Um, for what the Souls of Falcon. Um, I have someone saved on uh saved for tomorrow. Okay, cool. Uh, not for tomorrow for Thursday. It's Idris Elba. Black Superman from Fast and the Furious. Yes. Presents Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. So, what is our topic, James? What are we delving into this year? So, yes, because it's such an overly massive topic to talk about that we can go on, I can literally do a show about this. You honestly could. You could. It's just because it's a big piece of history. It's a very controversial piece of history. Um, but we're going to narrow this year. Uh, one, for the first time, we're both covering it. Um, just to be fair um, to everyone... We're going to stick to Marvel and DC just for this bit. I'm going to leave that milestone a little bit. I might touch on it for a little bit, yeah, uh, but I have a whole I have a whole different thing to, for that uh, at a different time. Just because it's such a big, overly incomprehensible kind of subject, we'll do Marvel DC. We'll talk about some of the, the history of them, uh, history of of, of, of minorities and character and the characterization in Marvel and DC. Uh, and the pub- and particularly from a publication standpoint, mm-hmm. um, not how the characters were in the books themselves, um, because that's a whole different topic. You know, I could talk about how John Stewart changed from you know Luke Cage went from a jive talking, you know, very stereotypical uh, black character to what he yeah. is now, but that's for a different. That's that that can be a whole history of Luke Cage by itself. Yeah. So we're gonna start off again, like I said, we're gonna do Marvel DC. So some of the history we I'm bouncing f- between both most of it. So in the 1940s, the only black character to appear in Timely Comics at the time, that was before Marvel. I'm going to always reiterate that on every episode that I do history of. So before Marvel Comics, they were Timely Comics, was literally named Whitewash and looked like a young white boy in, in blackface rather than an actual African-American That's character. not cool. I didn't say this was going to be cool. <laughs> Jesus. By the way, super like, if you're going to be offended, this is where you jump out of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'll be offended. They're just going to get some facts. Yeah. So, the character started in Timely's Young Allies, a book about a kid gang who was led by Captain America's psychic, Bucky Barnes, and, and the human torture psychic, Toro. 
um, to battle Nazi Menace. Young Allies was uh, kind of like a way, it was a knockoff of uh, the Invaders. Yeah. Everyone that was in Invaders that had a sidekick, that was their team. While Marvel Comics in the 1950s, uh, in the 1950s, predecessor Atlas had published the American Tribal Chief feature Waku, Prince of uh, Bonatu, the first known mainstream comic book uh, feature with a black star, I bet not African American. This is where they, this is where we get into kind of semantics. Um, this was the first time where a black character was a lead of a book, but the way they kind of got away with it, it was that he wasn't African American. He was actually from Africa. Okay. Uh, Waku was one of four regular features in an issue, uh, in each issue of the uh, title Jungle Tales, which ran from September 1954 through ne- September 1955. Uh, before that, there were two early westernized, non-stereotype uh, African-American supporting characters in comic books uh, were World War II soldier Jackie Johnson, who uh, integrated the squad Easy Company, when introduced as a title uh, as a title character of the story Eyes Eyes for a Blind Gunner in DC Comics All Army at War at uh, one thirteen in December nineteen sixty one, written by Bob Kaninger Ky- uh, and artist Joe Kubert. We were talking about him before after after the show. Uh, Marvel Comics, on the other hand, first African American supporting character uh, character was World War Two soldier Gabe Jones. Uh, of the integrated squad is Sergeant Fury and his Highland Commanders number one in May 1963. Um, that was easier to do uh, palpably to, for the general public. It made kind of sense. World War II, you saw the integration of soldiers. Uh, again, not be it that this was still portrayed in the best light, um, but it's the best thing they could possibly do. Uh, it was a way, again, for uh, comics to uh, to reflect uh, modern society at the point. At the time, integration was still a very new thing uh, at that point for society. So showing them working together for a good common cause was great. Uh, but again, you hit those stereotypical points. Uh, but they were known what was good, again in quotes, um, that they weren't stereotypical black characters that was shown, uh, that was normally shown. Uh, before this, a lot of them were characterizations normally taken from the old minstrel shows of the South. Uh, normally portrayed uh, stylistically as big lips, big hips, uh, lazy, but also like thieving and cunning. Um, normally, they would the characters would sleep around, and it was it was a very bad characterization. Like I said, it goes back to the old minstrel shows, um, characterization uh, of characters. Um, I forgot the actual. I for, I'm forgetting the actual term they were called. The actual term uh, to be used. Um, let's get back to the rest of it, the history. Uh, the character, the next character uh, of African American descent, it's up here, was Bill Foster. Again, it's not true. And I say African American, not uh, black, because the difference is African American, I'm talking about African American characters. Uh, I'm not talking, I could say, truly before all this, T'Challa appeared in yeah. Fantastic Four before Bill Foster, but he's actually, again, like uh, I said right before, having a, an African-American character, it's different from having him as a black character, because you couldn't, you weren't going to stereotype him as a character because he was actually from Africa. Yeah. Uh, the character, the African-American, African-American uh, scientist Bill Foster appeared in Avengers number 32 in 1966, um, and then in 35, 41, 54, and 54. And then in um, 
uh, Spider, uh, Spider-Man. Oh, sorry. And, sorry. And number 75. Then we see another African-American character introduced is Amazing Spider-Man, uh, which was Joe Robinson, the editor of the major newspaper in 1967, and then Southern Randy in 1968, and then The Prowler in 1969. Um, the first, now we're talking about superheroes, technically. The first black superhero in mainstream American comics is Marvel's Black Panther, an African who appears first in Fantastic 452 in July 1966. So going back to the whole Bill Forces thing, it's, they all appear around the same time, but technically the first superhero is um, Black Panther. He was originally conceived by Jack Kirby as a character named Cole Tiger. This was followed by the first African-American superhero in main, uh, African-American, first African-American superhero, sorry. The first black superhero is Black Panther. The first African-American superhero is Falcon. Um, introduced in Captain America, one night, one seventeen in September of sixty-nine. Following Kirby's uh, Black Racer, a paralyzed Vietnam War vet who became the avatar of death for the DC's New Gods in New Gods number three, July nineteen seventy-one. DC then introduced uh, John Stewart, an architect who becomes Hal Jordan's new backup Green Lantern in Green Lantern nineteen eighty-seven uh, in July of nineteen seventy-two. Um. What was good, though, uh, he was originally supposed to be named uh, Lincoln Washington, which is stereotypically uh, a, a slave name. It's it's like that character that Terry Crews played, who was based off an X-Factor char- X-Force character called George Washington Bridge, or right. whatever his name was. Yeah, <laughs> uh, right, uh, to the point. Yes. Uh, In the same vein. Yes. Uh, a lot of times, uh, black characters were named after presidents because slaves were tenly, because they didn't read and write, and they didn't have their own language, they spoke yeah. English. They didn't have their own real names, you know. They were called mm-hmm. Joe, and they weren't called that. That's you where normally... a free man comes from, right? That's how the last name. That's the, yeah. why it's the last name is because just like everyone else, common. That was your new name, yeah. Because you had a slave name, mm-hmm. which is whatever they called you on the plantation, yeah. and normally it was because new... you had to learn a whole new language, right? For it, basically. Yeah, you became you were you weren't yeah. a human, mm-hmm. you know. So they you had to you know. So it being Lincoln Marsh, uh, Lincoln Washington would be two seconds. It's crazy to think about that stuff. Like, I dwell on that whole, like, every time I go to, like, a history class, we always learn about slaves and stuff, and it's fucking crazy. Can you believe what we did to people? How fucked up is that? Yes! I was just thinking about it. Like, imagine if, like, alternate universe stuff, me and you wouldn't be doing this podcast, because no. fucking you'd still be doing whatever. Like, yeah. that's fucking nuts! Yeah. Oh, I hate it. I hate history. I love history, but I hate it. I know. It's like, you're, a, you're a history major for I a while. I was a history major for that's, a long time. How fucked up is that? Like, it I sucks. know I'm chiming in now and interrupting. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. I'm thinking about no. it. It's just so... F- mm. It's fucked up. It's really fucked oh, up. And it. It, you know what's funny? It's not funny, but when you think about like... When you think about like... Imagine uh, owning a person. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, think about it this way. When like... Because we were talking about comics. This mm-hmm. is... Yeah, no, sorry to derail from comics. No, 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 it's fine, no, it's fine. I, know, I, love, I love the passion behind this. But what's... When you it. think when you think about it, even... And, I, and again, I'm only using Marvel DC. Yeah, no, we got years There's of this. years of all this <laughs> stuff to do. Um, but, like, if I talk, if I talk about, like, the spirit. Yeah. Uh, one of the first major black characters in comics was the spirit psychic Ebony White, which was a complete character of black people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was okay to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so even looking at the media that we love and talk about. Yeah, there's also we, big controversies like the doc, the, oh my God, I was going to call him doctor something. Um, Rogers, Mr. Rogers, how he had the a black mailman, right? And he would treat him like a normal person because that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. But like in media, that was crazy. Yeah. The first interracial kiss between Kirk and Uhura. Yeah. That was such a huge thing. Yeah. Like, 
that's it was just, censored. It, it was censored. It just fucking drives me crazy to think like we used to own people. Like yeah. oh I wouldn't God. be mad to my wife if this was a fucking thing. <laughs> we, we wouldn't be friends. No, we wouldn't. We, if, and if we were, it'd be frowned upon, and I'd be killed, and you'd be whipped, or vice versa. As I'd be killed. You'd be <laughs> well, okay. You'd be killed regardless. Uh, yeah. Like, something would happen to me. I feel yeah. like I'd be shamed. Be shamed. <laughs> and then like they like they bring you to church, you'd be fine. <laughs> But that's just, oh my god, it drives me crazy. Hey, about like yeah, I know. But thankfully, Neil Adams decided not to name him like in Washington. Yeah, well, that stemmed from that. Wow. Yeah, it's true. Old presidents. That's true. Uh, there will Thank be, you, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> there will be no black hero starring at his or her own mainstream title until Marvel's Luke Cage debuted in his own title, Luke Cage Heroes for Hi- Hero for Hire, in June 1972. So, figure from. Right? Figure from. That wasn't that bad. From January to June wasn't that bad. But, it was a miniseries, right? Yeah, the first one was a miniseries. But what I'm saying is, really, not counting how Jordan's introduction, uh, Green, uh, John Stewart's introduction, he wasn't the lead. Yeah. It wasn't, uh, it really wouldn't be until June 1972. Following this, Black Panther took over the title Jungle Action from issue 5, beginning with a reprint of Panther-centric story from the Avengers, uh, from Avengers number 62, followed by a new critically acclaimed series written by Don McGregor, and off by pencil, by pencils Rich Buckler, Joe Kane, and Billy Graham in in issue six through twenty four, which ran from September nineteen seventy three to November nineteen seventy six. Um. Funny enough, none of these people were black. That's how a lot of it went. I know. Though. I'm just being <laughs> the I'm creators like, of Luke Cage aren't even black. I right. Think. Not. Like it's crazy. <laughs> then again, the creator of Ironheart's Brian Michael Bendis. So. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And Miles sure. Morales. Yeah. And Teen Lantern. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But we love Bendis. We love Bendis. (laughs) As much as I don't like his Superman run, we love Bendis. Yeah. (laughs) So, meanwhile, Luke Cage's style saw supporting character Bill Forster become Black Goliath. Great name right there. Fucking hate that name. Dude, in Bizarre Adventures, that book that came out a couple months ago, he is portrayed so shitty and I hate it. So shitty. I love Bill Foster. Because it's throwback. Yeah, it is throwback. Even his son from um, Giant Man. Yeah. Ted Foster, I think his name is, maybe. David. David. It's just like, it's weird to see the, it's just such so drastic bad. changes. So bad, so bad. He's like, so hey, Jeff, mama, what's going on? I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Hey, what is, and I <laughs> it get. It was cringy reading it. I get. It was a period piece. I, I get it. it. I get it. <laughs> Any Tarantino film. But comics don't have to be period pieces, guys. <laughs> Dude. Unless it's set in that time period. Yeah. Like, you don't have to release a comic book now and be like, oh, it just happens. Without, unless you say it's set in the 1960s, don't have your character act oh, like black it's... Oh, Black Dynamite. Right. <laughs> but, but, but uh, that, Dolomite. Yeah, well. but, but that's a those character. Are but those are Black Civilization stuff. Yeah. Um, we'll get to those eventually. That'll be a fun one Yeah, to that's going to be a fucking... Yeah, well, not, not a lot of comics, but still fun to talk about. I mean, there are, there's in a, a there's laundry sense. list of comics. Oh, really? Yeah, there is. Did Black Dynamite ever do comics? I feel like they did. Yeah, yeah. Sick. Um, so that was in April 1975, and the following, uh, following month saw the debut of Marvel's first major African female character, Storm! Hell yeah. In Johnson's X-Men number one. In Johnson's X-Men number one in 1975. DC's Comics' first black hero to star in his own series with Black Lightning, he debuted in his self-titled series in April 1977. You know how she was called Storm and not Black Storm, but he got to be called Black Lightning? Pretty cool. Yeah, she also, well, in the book she's also called the Ebon Witch. Ooh, that's not good. Yeah, I'm glad she was called Storm. No, yeah, <laughs> like I'm called. I'm glad that the editor, I'm glad the editorial name is not what they call her in the book. Yeah, that's a big ouchies for me. Chief. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Black Lightning. He was Jeff, uh, Jefferson uh, Pierce, an Olympic uh, Olympic athlete turned in series school teacher, created by Tony Isabella and art. He actually Tony Isabella, I think, is black. Don't quote me. I can't remember. 
Uh, Tony Isabella and art by Trevor Von Eden. He uh, told her voltage uh, generating belt and a white mask. Um, which is cool. You can also now see the show on CW. Oh, yeah. So cool. Uh, DC's young superhero team, Teen Titans, starts supporting character Mal Duncan, who first appeared in Teen Titans number 26. Guardian? Yep. Hell yeah. Number 26 in 1970 became the superhero Guardian in Teen Titans number 44 in 1976. He was quickly joined by DC's first female African-American hero, superhero, Bumblebee. Hell yeah. Appearing from Teen Titans, Teen Titans number 60, sorry, 46 as Karen Be- uh, Beecher and in from 19, oh, sorry, issue number 48 in June of 1977 as Bumblebee. Three years later, the formation of the new Teen Titans would see the introduction of Victor Stone as Cyborg. Uh, Booyah! From DC's Presents <laughs> number 26. That's pretty good. Yeah, it was. In 1980. <laughs> Created by Marvel Wolfman and R. Stars Perez, Cyborg will later have his own title and most recently, joined, uh, recently became a member of Justice League. So that, like yeah, I said... in 2016, he was Justice League. So, modern era, um, new creations, I I always get... I, it's easy for me to write down past stuff. Uh, modern era, you saw the creation of Mar- uh, Miles Morales and, and like Ultimate... In 2011? 2011 with, uh, with Ultimate, uh, Ultimate, Fall, uh, Ultimate Fall Issue 4. Uh, you have uh, the creation of Ironheart, again from Bendis, in uh, International Iron Man number twelve. Tw- Eleven or twelve. Oh sorry, uh, 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 uh No two. No no, it was International Iron Man. It was uh, Invincible Iron Invincible Man. Invincible Iron Man yeah. uh number twelve. Yeah. Oh either eleven or twelve. Because she has she's a backup story. Yeah. Uh with that, uh I'm trying to think of current ones. The new Falcon kid. No, he's Hispanic. Oh yeah, no, he's you're Hispanic. Right. I'm sorry. That's really the two two major ones. Those are the biggest ones. The two major to come ones out of in recent in memory. recent memory. Yeah. Um. Again, not saying. I'm again. I'm not that. Again, and if we're th- forgetting any, just talk to us. Yeah. About it. We forget. Sometimes. I have a lot of DC and Marvel knowledge that my brain can't hold it. Yeah. Um. A lot of just word vomit at this point. Um. Because again, it's easy to say villains because it's always many. Uh, Bushmaster. Bushmaster. <laughs> there, Black Manta. Anything with the word black, black in front of it, because, thanks guys, we were yeah. creative back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> the black guy, gotta give him a name of black whatever. Black lightning! How about I call you whitefish? How about black <laughs> panther? Why not just call him the panther? Yeah. No man, he's black underneath the math. Call him pan- black panther? But all panthers are black, so just call him the panther! Yeah, <laughs> I can't, I couldn't. So, oh man, gotta love it. Um, like I said, this is kind of Teen Lantern. Teen Lantern. So we just talked we about just it. We just said it too. Again, no, created by Bendis. Man, got us. Yeah, this is great. He is great with it. Um, again, Simon Bass. Simon Bass, but he's more. He, he's uh, oh yeah, he's um, Middle Eastern. Yeah. He's Middle Eastern. That's he's not. Uh, again, not to rank all that. It's just oh, yeah. for the com- for the sake of conversation. <laughs> for our topic. We're talking about that. <laughs> yeah. um, so, the big thing is that we got to see these are, and again, this is a Marvel and DC kind of uh, topic. Uh, again, I'm glad that you see. Was the small the small problems in the jokes we did talk about like calling Black Lightning Black Lightning yeah. why the fuck is he called, oh sorry Black Lyeth yeah. why the hell is he why couldn't he get to be called Goliath because Hawkeye had the same took over the mantle before that and mm-hmm. Hank Pym was Goliath before that yeah you know or Giant Man technically so I guess calling him Black Goliath made sense at the time but they weren't Goliath but, anymore exactly you know you could have just, just called, called him Goliath, Goliath. right yeah. you know. It, you know, calling in the you know again. This is talking about from the publication standpoint. Yeah. In the books, they still had to deal with the same racial bigotry that they you know regular people faced. Yeah. Um, Magneto calling Storm on their first encounter the Ebon Witch. I was like, I remember, I read. I think it, it was an insult. It was no, it, not like an insult, insult like go fuck yourself, but like right. you know, 
that that to it's me doesn't just... seem too offensive. But like, it's definitely not good. I'm not saying it's good. Good job, white man. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call anyone an Ebon witch. Good job, like, white man. <laughs> hey, man, I gotta get my white guy stuff in there. <laughs> you know, it's things like you know, it's things like that. It's how certain characters are treated. Yeah. So again, it makes sense. You know, I didn't cover. I didn't cover Mr. Terrific. You know, I didn't cover Blade. like. Uh, I didn't cover Blade. Blade's first outfit was like green with an afro, super and, like, like weird goggles and like super eighty pants, yeah, or some super sixties, yeah. like super seventies aesthetic, mm-hmm. inner city hip hop, yeah, pre hip hop. Luke Cage walks around with like an open shirt with like yellow and like he's got the stupid headband, the and an afro, yeah, Black Lightning afro. Well, that's different. I know it was that was it's, a not, it's stylistic, but, it's, but even Misty Knight afro, you know, but how they talk and how they acted was very stereotypical. As much as they as much as I, I give Marvel and DC the kudos for doing the stuff they did by it was making also them the times, even though they were right. talking, it was the times. It was that's time they talked about. It. But also, right? Uh, that's a exploitation, but like it yeah. was still of the times. Yeah, but the problem is, the thing is, where do you draw a line between portraying them as stereotypical and, and just as people? You know, because not every black person spoke like that. Not every. Oh, well, I'm aware. You know, <laughs> no, 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 it's not to you. It's not to you. Yeah, it's, just, know, it's, just, it's just for the sake of the argument. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of problem where I give the kudos to Marvel and DC for doing things like that and pushing. Again, this is a Marvel DC topic, mm-hmm. so pushing them to the forefront and doing what they did, you know, and, and, and taking this heat that they did for some of this. Um, but then to turn around and just make them characters, character shows at some points, or not utilizing them in the best way possible. Again, that's also the world you lived in at the time. Yeah. You know, you weren't, you knew you weren't going to sell a lot of uh, of that. That you know damn well, Black Panther, that book, Jungle Action. Besides it being them, you know, people hunting, you know, stories of savages in Africa and white people taming them. You know, it was called Jungle Action. Yeah, that's a weird name. You know, you weren't going to have that book wasn't going to sell to black boys and girls in, in, at the time. So when you have a character like Black Panther as a lead and as a hero, that's not a characterization that they've seen that they see all the time around yeah. them. And also it's, Luke Cage, even though it's not as I know you're talking about Black Panther's characterization as he's not like job talking, he's right. like a, a prince yeah. or a king of yeah. a, a whole fucking nation. Like, nation. Yeah. But like see, being a young black kid, not speaking from experience, <laughs> obviously. Roger, you were like, a young black kid at one point. Imagine comic book store and seeing like Luke Cage yeah. and Black Panther and Storm in like on covers of books and highlighting. Yeah. Like that's a. Huge that's thing. awesome. It's yeah. awesome. I I love the fact that they did that, and you didn't have to, you know. And that was a way. And I'll cover this when we cover other um, creator-owned uh, black uh, companies. A lot of them reference like Luke Cage and Black Panther and Storm as mm-hmm. inspirations because it's, and it goes back to the whole diversity which the diversity thing we were talking about before. People like seeing themselves there. Yeah. So that why I kind of get annoyed when people like don't change my character. We're not changing yeah. your. Even fucking though I'm a dumb character. fat idiot, I love seeing Spider Man. I yeah. I don't see myself as Spider Man, but like but I you do. see myself. But in you do. Him. You can. Yeah, he's like a fun nerd guy. Right. Like, I'm and, into that. That's and me. he happens to look like yeah. quote, quote unquote look like yeah. you. It helps. It yeah. helps. It helps you get it's into. What drew me to Peter Parker. In the right. First place. I like Miles, but Peter Parker's my guy. Right. You know, uh, my wife made jokes. You know, you're a lot like Miles. I'm like, no shit. I'm black and Puerto Rican. And Hunter, I'm Lily Miles. And Hunter's a fat Peter Parker. <laughs> we switch the age difference. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, switch the age. You know, but you know, but that's the thing. I uh, be a cool alternate universe. Yeah, it would be actually. 
uh, where one one where one did the other instead. Yeah, where uh, no, where Miles Morales is, was, uh, it was is, Spider-Man, Spider-Man first. first. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, get at Bendis. us. Get at <laughs> us. Bendis, hit us up. Get, get at me. Um, but again, it's not. There's nothing wrong with wanting to see characters that look like you and talk like you and live and struggle like you. Could be like a what if? Do. Sorry, could be a what if? It could be actually. What if Miles is Spider-Man and Peter wasn't? Yeah. And the, that's oh man, ideas, ideas. Continue. I'm sorry. It's good. No, it's okay. Um, I think that's where diversity matters and why I like when publishers take the risk to, of introducing characters of color. Yes, can you go about it wrong? Absolutely. It can be a shitstorm because, let's be real, even in 2019, in 2020, comic books and their fandom are predominantly white males. Let's call a spade a spade. Oh, yeah, I don't deny it. You know, I'm, I'm not, you know, and again, it's nothing wrong with it. Nothing, and again, it's not saying white people can't read, but I'm not doing this, you're yeah. saying this because you're a black No, what I'm saying is, this is what the world we live in. So, yes, older older people that read books that don't give a shit. They're old go, 40-year-old white guys. They're, are, that's that's, that's the, the whole argument with the whole Captain Marvel thing right. that came out last year yeah. with the movie. Like, it appealing to old 40 Dude, like, we get it, but like, no. Right. You can you can make changes that appeal to new and older audiences, like bringing a character into a legacy and building them up. Make people like those characters. You know what's going to be cool? Why people are now liking Riri Williams? Because they're because they flushed her out. They flushed her out. She wasn't just a replacement. Uh, yeah, she Tony wasn't was just a, a background. Ca- coma. She wasn't in a background. The thing is, she wasn't. The problem is when you replace a character, her introduction is awful. Her character is good. Her character was supposed to be War Machine originally. Right. War Machine. Right. And everyone was like, okay, cool. And then they were like, just kidding. And I was like, ooh, yeah. Bendis, what'd you do? You know, so again... I don't think it was Bendis directly. No, I think it's a little editorial. Yeah. You know, when you have a character that can go in and go, hey, I'm not replacing you. I'm learning beside you. And I'm with you now when I'm ready or whatever storyline BS happens, takes the mantle over... People have grown to love and like their characters. Mm-hmm. Think of it as any sidekick, regardless of race or gender. That's how why people still love Dick Grayson. Why people love Wally West. Mm-hmm. You know, Roy Harper to a point. Ro- yeah, when he's not either drunk <laughs> when he's or not hot. drugs or dead. You know, <laughs> you know why people like Bucky. People like legacy characters. People like legacy characters. By the way, you're saying white people like. No, sorry, I didn't mean to say white. I know, people. it was funny. No, you know, I know what you're saying, though. People like legacy characters. Yeah. You can do that with... But my, nobody can, likes Alpha. No, that wasn't good. That <laughs> nobody was likes Spider-Man's weird sidekick. That wasn't good. Dance you like lot. Miles Morales. Yes. <laughs> go see Into the Spider-Verse. Definitely go see. Definitely keep repping that kid. You know. But again, when you introduce a character and you do it right, and you don't make them a character of the community they're representing, it Look helps. Kamala Khan. Right. Yeah, she wasn't really a, really. She wasn't a caricature. No. Yeah, she she wasn't a character who, her older brother is more of a character that not a caricature, but like more of someone who practiced the stereotypical. Like, the, yeah, the stereotypical. What you think of? Yeah. When you think of this, not stereotypical, yeah. not the yeah. not the extreme version. She was great stuff. representation, even right. if she was far from the religion herself. Right. Like it so, was still cool to see, like, uh, adding on to what you were saying, yeah. it was cool to see, like, how it. You can make a character compelling and not make them a stereotype, right? Because you can do that, and that's the that again. That goes back to the early days of comics because it, the problem is you fall in the you you are a product of your 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 generation. Mm-hmm. When your generation, I know I hate it right now. You know, I hate being a product of my generation. I feel bad sometimes. Yeah, yeah, you should. Well, no, <laughs> Thank I'm you. Fine. Thank you. I'm fine. 
complain. I'm part of the millennials, and it's like, you, ugh. You know, it's it, when you, when you, especially when you work in media and you are doing character, you know, making a strong uh, minority character like a Luke Cage, yeah, he's going to be a little stereotypical because he's from the inner city, but that's okay to an extent. You know, he's also launched Black Panther alongside him for the most part. Right. And he's same look, but he's not from the same location, so right. he can, comes off different. Right. And because you have that... He came off as kind of like a douchey noble at Right. When you have that... Fantastic when, Four. Yeah, exactly. When you have that... When introduced him into the movie, not the new movie, but like the animated movies. Yeah. He's kind of like a dick to Captain America. It's like, how are you a dick to Captain America? But he's also he's a dick... Like, oh, you invaded your country. Right. So he was like, also a dick <laughs> in the original when they first... Like, yeah. the whole reason why in, uh, in, F, in FF when he meets them is that it's a trap... He said to test himself mm-hmm. to to beat them, um, but also it's fine to have that dichotomy. You don't have to have the thing is you don't need the pristine, complete. You can have them have flaws, but you don't have to then go. We're doing this. Have stuff from their culture integrated. Don't take away everything because you want to step away from. Again, some stereotypes are true, but you don't have to. You don't have to have them have big lips and the characters. You know, make them a caricature of their their background. You can have people are people. You know what was cool? Seeing Luke Cage have a sidekick in Iron Fist. That was yeah. cool. I mean, it, I know it wasn't original like that. He wasn't introduced right. that way. But in the book, it sets up as Iron Fist is Luke Cage's sidekick. And that does switch the uh, bias around a little bit, which I think is really cool. The norm. It does. Usually it's like, you know, with Batman and Duke, for example. I know it's a new pairing. But, like, right. you know, the sidekick's a black guy. But in the, in the in Luke Cage Iron Fist scenario, it's really cool that, you know, Luke Cage got a white guy as a sidekick. You know, it's cool to see, like, oh, man, that's a different one. That That's fun. It's like Green Hornet. Exactly. It's like Kato's not the main character, but, like, when Kato is the main character and you make Green Hornet a sidekick, it's really cool. Oh, yeah. I found one of the old Kato comic books, and I was like, that's cool. Like, that's sick. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's cool to see, um, you know, different, you know, nationalities and all that kind of stuff, like, take into, like, a comic. Oh, absolutely. Like, stream, uh, mainline and, like, make it work and not be you know, racist about it or misrepresent it or make it stupid to the point of hating it. Like, I remember uh, listening to a podcast about uh, Jim Zub introducing the Inuit character. Oh, in um, Champions. Yeah, in Champions. He, like, researched and talked to experts on, like, the Inuit culture. And he, like, he didn't just go, this person's an Eskimo. Yeah. And he, like, went in on it. I think it was really cool. Again, it goes... And this also... does it all the time, too. Right. And that goes into... um, the quality writer, mm-hmm. and it goes into the the amount of effort and work you want to do. Again, you don't have to be a black creator to create black characters. Oh, I'm well aware. <laughs> no, I don't know what I, I mean. And it's, again, I told you. Yeah, no, um, no, no. it's just overall because the, the biggest yeah. thing is I hear from people go, "Well, why doesn't why don't they have more black writers?" Well, if you had more black writers, you'd have more black characters. That's not honestly true not either because you can have just characters. I can make a female character. It's not hard. Yeah. I have, you know, in my, I have ca- female characters in mind. I have male mm-hmm. characters in mind. Mm-hmm. The race just happens to be an add-on when it's like I wanted to explore other concepts of their life. Yeah. Same thing, like race and race and sexuality. When I, when I write a character, I don't think about the race at all. I just think gender first. I make a character. Uh, yeah, you pick a gender, gender first. I make and a character and then I go, all right. These are the qualities. Like, yeah, these are the qualities. Like he's brave, courageous, blah blah. And then I'm like, what's his name going to be? And then right. I'm like, well, now we, where does the nationality come into right. play? Like, because what am now, I make him. Right. I make the character's personality first before I make the character. Because then, like, if I go, I'm going to make a black character. Then I'm going to make like some stereotypes. Like his dad's not there. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, like that's dumb. You make the right. character first before you make the right. the race. Exactly. At least in my opinion. It's no, it's true. And that's the way I do too. Because yeah. like, race, 
is a big deal for a character when you make it a big deal for your character. Exactly. You and just wait, make him a black guy who's just like living in New York. Dude, like, he's just a dude. dude. Yeah. Yes. Do you do you sometimes come across issues where you have to cover co- where you cover things like racism? You do, and you yes. still need to do that stuff. I'm sorry, people. I know it bums you out when you read a comic where, like, of course, uh, Luke is going to have to deal with racist, racist white guys in this book. We wouldn't have to. They didn't exist anymore. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, that's the Superman day. smashes the clan. Let's, let's be <laughs> that fair. book that was a book that came out. Yeah, it was like, about uh, I think they were Asian though. Yeah, it was during the internment camps. Yeah, guess uh, guess guys, we had internment camps. Yeah. Read a history book. Um, it, it, it's. That's why I laugh when people are like, oh, man, this is dumb. I hate when politics are like, guys, you have to realize it's a reflection of reality. Yeah. You don't like it. It's not politics. It's, if you don't like it, don't read it. Yeah. If you don't like it, don't <laughs> read real. it. But Politic also, if, it. if you have a problem with the with the message, then take a look at yourself for why you don't like the message. Yeah. Is it because you're racist? I, honestly, that's sometimes... <laughs> and it's not... And again, I'm not being a dick about things. It's not... My big thing is like, when people get upset, well, why are you making this character woman? Why does this character have to be black? You're always shoving it on our face. They're not shoving your face, guys. They're not. They really can give two fucks. They know that character's probably not going to sell because it's a brand new character. Yeah. They want exposure for a demographic that's just not 40 year old white guys. You know, again. It's hard these days. And again, it's not everybody. This, yeah. I've said this about, i said this to a lot of people often. You, We live, again, if we lived in a more progressive society, we wouldn't have to have these talks. We wouldn't have to have these arguments that happen every time a lead that comes up for a role in a movie is a minority for a predominantly Yeah, the Little Mermaid movie, the right. fiasco with, uh, I forget her name. We talked about it. Yeah, we talked about it before. But again, you don't, you know, if that didn't happen, we wouldn't have these talks. Yeah. It's good to go back and look at the history of comic books and go, guys, this wasn't always as funny and as cute as you think about it. Yeah. At the time they were, but not for everybody and not all the time. You know, and it's good that we live in a day and age to do this. And I'm glad that we get to see it again through this lens, especially in this episode, to go through the history of the two, big two, at least in some sort of part. This is, again, yeah. a very condensed version of it. Because, mm-hmm. again, we could spend hours and We hours could talking. do, like, a four-hour podcast about just it. About, just about. I don't want to two. because, like, I got to get home. Hey, if someone's going to go home, my wife's making <laughs> dinner tonight. Actually, I sent her a recipe, and she's making my recipe. Ooh, fancy, fancy. I hope she makes it right. It's also Mardi Gras night. It's also Mardi Gras because I want to drink some beers and eat some donuts. Hell yeah. So <laughs> we'll do this from a lighter note. We're going to move over to our extra report, which is funny enough because it matches some of our, one of the characters, and it is uh, from our history episode. But give us a second for our little theme song from the 80s show. By the way, you said 80s show. You said 80s show. And it's I was, 90s? Yes. Yeah, I thought it was the 80s. 1993. That's, that's pride of the X-Men. Yeah, that that be, yeah, and that should have been the opening. Oh, that should have been my fucking thing. What's the opening for that one? Pride of the X-Men? Yeah. Oh, my God. Is it oh. I know Wolverine's like, Crocky, mate, yeah, I'm in no. Australia for some reason. There is... Oh, fuck. It's actually, if you look it up, look it up. And it's actually the, the, da na 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 It's very similar to... Oh, I got it. Yeah. This is sick as fuck. It's so, not, it's so 80s, like... Oh, it's so good. That's sick, actually. I hope you don't get in trouble for that. The, uh, we'll, we'll be fine. It's also similar to the one that we get from the arcade game. Yes. Yes. Which is the opening to the Children of the Atom podcast. Because it's based on it's yeah. based on uh, that show. Yeah. So. Sick. Uh, Hit us w- with the X report this week, James. So X reports, by the way, are we very, very, very big this uh, for the next couple of issues because we have a bunch of giant size coming out. We have Hellions coming we're out. Counting soon giant size as, as individual, individual X series. Yes. So. 
if you don't want to be spoiled, skip this part of the episode. Yeah, skip about 20 minutes. Right, because I'm going to go on a rant, because I'm going to go on a rant. Yeah. <laughs> so, written by, it's called Giant Size X-Men, Jean Grey, and Emma Frost, issue one, they're all one-shots. Um, they originally they were originally planned as annuals, actually. Yeah. I mean, and when sense. you read, uh, when I tell you this story, uh, you would have to actually go back to issue eight, uh, no, issue seven or eight for X-Men. Seven just came out, so no, issue... Uh, five or six. Whatever yeah. the one with Children Vault. That's a f- five. So, going back, they, they, guys, these stories will tie back to X, the X-Men main book and whatever other subsidiary. Again, I'm only yeah. basing it on this book. But they will tie back. So, written by Jonathan Hickman. Story and words. I don't know why it has to say that. And uh, art, uh, art done by Russell Donovan. The story and art. I don't, again, why it's important like that. I mean, you gotta translate it to a page. So can you write direction basically? Right. So John says X Men, Jean Grey, Emma Frost, uh, issue one, Into the Storm. That's funny. That's a good name. So it opens <laughs> up with two mutants playing and flying around Krakoa, where they find like a little lightning. Uh, they see a little, a little light that's coming from a piece of the island, and they find Swan's body lying there. The next scene and going forward is a silent issue. I hate those. So it opens up. Um, with Krakow and Tex in a room where you see Jean being escorted by Scott uh, to go meet Emma where they open a room where Storm's body is lying. This is where the two of them decide to then the two of them then enter Storm's mind. The rest of the book and I'm really not going to jump into a lot because it is a silent issue. It is um, talking about within Storm's mindscape. There are a lot where they show flashbacks between Storm and Jean when they were met Emma and Jean's relationship, and a lot of context clues to about what is actually the story is actually about. Um, you see Storm, sorry Storm, you see Jean and Emma fighting off various uh, monsters and animals that uh, they come across until they're able to actually reach Storm's innermost mind. Which is apparently a staircase and shattered mess because of whatever's been happening to her. They she sees they show the resurrection egg and it looks like there's a virus, like a computer thing attacking the res, uh, the mutant egg that they normally have. And when it cracks open, Storm is in there. They, well, the crack egg cracks open, and there's a metal flower, where Emma and Jean pull it out and it reveals Storm is in it. But when they see her, there's a her face uh, peels off, and she's like a weird <laughs> cyborg. And it, it shouts the word, save me, in electric, uh, a lightning. Cool. This, uh, then it cuts back to Wolverine and Scott waiting to explain that the Chiller Vault, that way Gene and Emma walk out, and the Chiller Vault gave Storm a machine virus that's going to kill her in the next 30 days, and they have to talk about the plan. And that's the end of the issue. Crazy. So let me talk about the negatives first, because the positives... Are very few and far between. Oh no! Oh no! I don't like silent issues. Neither do I. I just what? Why? I don't. Sometimes they're F- powerful, but like this is a the very, Walking Dead one. Yeah, strong as fuck. That was a good one. This but. is a, this is again this is a very powerful issue. And yes, we now we do know this ties to issue five. Of uh, um sorry issues. Johnson's X Men Storm number one mm-hmm. coming out. But at five dollars, I want substance. Yeah. I need give me some sort of explanation of why some of the some of the symbols she's seeing, of where Jean and Emma are talking to each other, going, "Oh, 
why is there a lion and her? Oh, that's supposed to be her and Black Panther. We get it. You know, you know, show, you know, explain, you know, explain what some of the context clues mean. Because if you're not caught up on X-Men or you don't know, you know of Jean Grey and Emma and, and Storm, it's not going to be great to sell. I like it. I like the story. I like the concept. I just think having a sign, a silent issue with something that looks to be very complex. Yeah. That or is going to be a very complex story, um, is not worth it. Um, I also don't like the fact that in the opening, besides the words that are in the opening, that the only words you see are in Krakowin. Yeah, that weird translatable I, language. I don't want to sit and take time and sit to cipher. I don't want to do that. Not because I don't want. I don't, it's not like I can't. I have the cipher on my phone. It's already saved to my phone. I want a tattoo that says my name, Krakowin. Oh, that's really cool. Um, or my nickname in Krakowin, technically. So when I die or forget my name, someone can... Uh, <laughs> when you have amnesia. When I have an amnesia. They can shave the back of your head and, and see, oh, your name's there. <laughs> and it's like, what does this mean? Oh, yeah, and this will be my name in Krakowin, but it's going to be my nickname, and that's what my name is going to become. Um, I don't like that. You could have just translated it and be like, in the bottom, like, translated it in English to understand the really room. really doing that editorially. Right. Because I, when I'm reading the X-Men books, I hate having to either look up the spoilers for the Krakoan language or yeah. decipher it myself. Right. It's... I'd rather just have them go, it means this if you're lazy. Yeah. Nick Spencer, not Nick Spencer, oh God. Oh, hey, no, no, someone does it in the Spider-Man books. They'll be like, this is what the editorial notes. Oh, yeah, they, like, they'll C- do that. Uh, CB probably. Right. He's just like, here it is. They'll do that in a lot of books when they translate yeah. from other languages. Like, mm-hmm. I'll translate from Mandarin, translate yeah. from whatever. Yeah, um, that. You could, like, I don't mind the, like, the apocalypse thing. His name, when they say his name. Well, his name is weird. Yeah, but his name is like a weird like. Yeah, but we know it's apocalypse. Like we know Robin, that's or Robin Sir, no, yeah, Sir God. No, but now they changed whatever it, it whatever it is now because of the of Krakoa. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't mind that because it shows up as a little symbol. But we know they're talking about apocalypse. Yeah, Ahur, I think. Yeah, something weird. A-U-R. Um, but like this, like I, I, I don't want to translate it. Nothing yeah. bad. It's just me being lazy. I mean, you can find the spoilers on Twitter probably. Yeah, like, someone uh, will translate and post it already. Yeah. Um, I think John Hankman does a very. So those are my negatives. Um, my posi- the positives really are um, John Hickman tells a great story without the words, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the words would have been a little bit more impactful by showing the emotional. The problem is I don't you don't see that much emotion between Jean and Emma in this. You know, like faces you could tell, but like. But really, a lot of because they're trying to find out what's going on with Storm. Yeah. I think I was looking forward more to Jean and Emma's interaction yeah, because of be their like past. A, recon- a reconciliation right. issue. And also how she feels about Scott right. and how that whole thing went down with uh, the resurrection and the, right. the death of X and with all that stuff. You, you were looking I was, for more like... Right. PC them, Mealing, they when were, it was first announced, it seemed like it was going to be a very like, oh, this is them like talking about what happened right. and like girl talk therapy sessions. While on a mission to get yeah. Storm. We knew that Storm yeah. was going to be involved. We knew that they were going to help. Yeah. So, her mission helped Storm. So I figured that along the way to help Storm, they would have hashed out their shit. Which would have been really cool to see. Yeah, it would be cool as an X-Men fan, someone that's that's interested in their their, their dichotomy, you know, it would have been cool to see. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's, that's, it's a negative in this book because you, you miss out on that, that aspect Sorry, it What's good about it is, yes, it is a gene... And Emma's story, they're on the heavy focus. It's cool to show off their psych abilities, what the astral realm looks like. Shut up. I'm what not else does talk- it confirm, James? I'm not talking about that. James, what does it confirm? It didn't confirm anything. It confirms something. It's a silent issue. Nothing <laughs> confirmed. What is, what, what, what is it? 
Implying? What does it imply? That they are just friends. They're just friends. <laughs> it was they're, a simple kiss on the cheek. Yeah. No, they're talking about thruples, baby. Woo-woo-woo, thruple alert. This issue's got the thruple alert. I hate it so <laughs> We're gonna much. Th- I'm going to throw in thruple alerts. I know, now. you are just a piss. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I made a joke. Off. It was like the Italian kiss on the cheek. You kiss your mom on the cheek. Yeah. You're like, hey, forget about it. Like, right. You just, you know. You know, nothing's confirmed. It's silent. Yeah. Nothing says it's not like, hey, honey. It's not just to like, kiss him in the mouth. Yeah. She'd kiss him in the cheek. Or pat his ass or something. Yeah, like, like oh, boo. I mean, I, I do that to my friends. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Do you? So. All right, so anyway, sorry. Let me go back to my positives. Um, like I, said, I think it's a very powerful story. I think Jonathan Hickman has a way with with his directions to tell a great story. I think the art the art's phenomenal. That'll make you really. Um, I know the story will conclude in storm. Thank God, because if there's a one shot by itself, I'm like, this is bad as one shot. Like, <laughs> and what? The hanger doesn't do. Yeah, and it, and it doesn't do anything because the problem is it's not it's new reader friendly. If you want to pick up a story, mm-hmm. the problem is. If you don't want to pick this up, like if you're an X Men fan and you're like, I don't want to pick this up because it's I don't a like these characters. I don't like these characters because it, because it is a giant size that allows you to focus on a character. If you, you're not a Gene or Emma fan, you're not gonna like this book. Yeah. So you picking up this story is not gonna matter. You know, you want to be able to be like, you know what? Am I missing out on anything by not picking this book up? But when I, you turn around and go, yeah, it's gonna play in the Storm one, and you are a Storm fan, you have to pick this book up. At the end of the day, I'm giving it a three point five out of five. I think that's the lowest I gave a book on an X report. Uh, lowest X report. I think you gave Wolverine about the same. Oh yeah, but that's because of the, how the, the setup. Two stories. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Again, they were both really good. One of the stories but, are three, and right. one of them a four. But as an overall, I had to give yeah. it a low because it was packed together. Yeah. If they were both separate, they both would get higher scores. Yeah. So that was John's size X Men guys. So unfortunately, we're not going to do book reviews this week. Besides, you know, the X report because we had such a big topic and such a big rant about our news and. I feel like we like as much as I love doing book reviews and yeah. like talking about new books. I don't want to make our episodes so long that people go, ah, yeah. you know, I I don't want to listen to a three hour podcast. Exactly, you know exactly. What I mean, like, trust me, I don't like doing it. Especially because we're not comedians. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I listen to Bill uh, Kreischer. Uh, oh my God, Bill Burr and Burt Kreischer talk about stuff double oh, shit for two and a half yeah. hours because they're hilarious. Yeah, we're kind of okay. We're okay. So like, I don't want to subject you to that. So we're just gonna do a couple highlights on some books. Um, I. You know, briefly read Finger Guns. I'll give you the creative team. It is Justin Richards with art by Val Halverson. I liked it. It was Vault. So definitely go check this out. It is a unconventional story about people with finger gun powers. Definitely yeah. check it out. Super fun, super colorful, super niche. So I would have done, uh, if we did it, just a shout out. Uh, Zenoscope put out a book called Conspiracy. Uh, each issue has a subtitle. So this one's called Area 51. The story's done by this, like, fucking six people that did this book. Wow. Uh, the story's done by uh, Joe Brisha, uh, Ralph uh, T- uh, Tedesco, uh, David Franchilli, Hans Randolph, and Adam F. Goldberg. The actual writers are Hans Rudolph and Adam Goldberg actually wrote the story. And the artwork's Alan, uh, Alan Altro. It's awesome. Uh, the art's great. It's it, Part of it is a, a conspiracy nuts night, uh, wet dream for a book. It's everything you want in a conspiracy theory. They talk about all the alien ones yeah, in this also one. Based off the uh, and then they make fun of the Storming of Air Force 31 raid so much for, so that they make fun of even the Naruto running. Yeah. Uh, definitely check it out. Which if you great. have Xenoscope in your area, definitely check it out. If you are a conspiracy nut, definitely check it out. And then our big book of the week is Falcon and Winter Soldier, number one. Um, Hell yeah. They introduced a new character. And the they're natural. also talking about Zemo. Sweet I feel like Zemo. it was. A, I feel like it's going to be loosely, not tied in, obviously, directly to the show, of but course. like. 
these guys are teamed up for the show. Yeah, I did like it. how they made a note of like, uh, Bucky goes, Falcon, what do you think of Barton? And he's like, oh, he grows on you. And then Fal- and Winter Soldier was like, yeah, yeah, because they had the Tales of Suspense five issue yeah. where they kind of fought each other and then got became friends. Yeah, because Hawkeye's kind of like you know a fucking leech. He just kind of let it sit kinda there. there. And he's like, okay, but it's, it's not good for you. So by the way, the, the writer is Derek Landry, uh, the author uh, Federico uh, Vincenzi. Uh, definitely check it out. It's cool. Um, I love the, the idea of uh, both Captain Americas and then that new Marcus. character called the Natural. Yep. who is so cool. Yeah, and he's badass. And potentially like Zemo's protege is what they were right. talking about, so, or his rival. We don't know yet. Yeah, because he's one or the other. And I, he's like a Captain America super fanatic, and his outfit was revealed uh, a while back. Concept art. Yeah, and he looks like U.S. agent mixed with uh, like, Nuke. Which I think is really cool. Yeah, it's like it's the same styling, but then like old school, like War Two original yeah. suit cap. Uh, definitely check it out. Um, there's a bunch of other books came out. Uh, again, not covering in the next report, but uh, X Men FF issue two came out. Um, Star issue two, Hella Risen number three with the first like big full body appearance of Punchline. Punch. Super cool, super fun. If you're loving the Hella Risen story, check it out. It's basically just Joker versus Bat- uh, Lex Luthor, but even though it's Batman. Yeah. Just duking it out with some crazy superpowers. And if you're Phenomenal. all just interested in the story, just wait for the second print to come out. <laughs> and buy the second print. Oh, don't don't ruin the speculation, James. Oh, man, the spec market loves me. <laughs> and then we have a new Shazam book with a surprising betrayal. Yes, I so, will not talk yeah, about it. Yeah, definitely check but, it out. But uh, I want to say that Hunter is right. Because he called this back in our early episodes. What? what? About who the actual villain is in Shazam. Oh, yeah. You did call it. I try sometimes. Uh, I'm, sometimes I'm correct with my characters. Right. <laughs> uh, again, there's a bunch of new books that came out this week. Force Works 2020, if you're reading 20, Iron Man 2020 stuff, definitely pick it up. It's Iron a, Man 2020 is really good so it's far. It's really, really good so far. I really think that's it for the new number ones this week. There's a bunch. There's Tomorrow. Uh, Society. Uh, tomorrow. Uh, there's so many new books that came out this week. It's actually honestly ridiculous. And also Sex Criminals. Hit yeah. it up. All day. Hit it up. So, guys, thank you for listening. You can head to our website, androidscomics.com, to check out this week's previews and new releases. Follow us on Instagram at androidscomics and the podcast Instagram at androidsamazingpodcast. Follow us on Twitter at androidscomics for up-to-date news. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. Support your local comic book shops, and have a nice day. Woo-hoo. Thank you, Faraway James. It's fair.